Blog Talk Radio.
inundate you with as much information as possible. You can follow, you can follow the brand on Instagram as well. Hey, Salem. Uh, on Instagram at Torch East Coast Cast. So if you're on Instagram and you want to support us there and follow us there, go to find us at Torch East Coast Cast. And the last bastion of Get Adage is Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Fan page, go like the page, find it at facebook.com slash pwtorch, East Coast Cast. Uh, share things with us there, communicate with us there. And uh, we have uh, some noteworthy or, or some likes this week, I should say. Um, a decent amount, too. Um, where did it end last week? Think he, yeah, so Warren Pauls, Chuck Jasmine, Corey Johnson, Alfred Horn, Paul Law. And this was all unsolicited. I don't know any of these people. These are not my friends list, folks. <laughs> so this is one of the, uh, you know, five or six, you know, likes in a week. That's uh, that's, uh, that's special. So appreciated, uh, Warren, Chuck, Corey, Alfred, and Paul. Uh, share the, the page on your timeline. Tag your wrestling pals in it. Uh, spread the word that way. Get this thing, uh, this thing uh, growing bigger and bigger. Uh, pause. Uh, so yeah, Cam, what's uh, headlines? Poll results. Where are we uh, where are we gonna start this week? It's there's a lot going on. Um, the I opposite mean, of last I, I think the, Yeah, I think the big the big story would have to be Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Showing up um, at UFC and challenging Daniel Cormier to a fight—that's got to be the big thing because it, it just—I feel like it made a lot of dominoes fall. Like I don't think it's a coincidence that Brock Lesnar shows up on on UFC as a Universal Champion who has not been on WWE TV for a while, and that. Going into a pay per view, we get the lowest rated Raw in forever. Like I don't think these things are these things are absolutely intertwined. Like they are. Um, hmm. Expand on it a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I would just say that there's a real contingent of people, and it's getting louder and louder that like that don't. I, I quoted a guy and was making fun of him, but he was basically like, "Look." I'm not watching Raw because the person who's supposed to be the top guy on Raw, he has no interest in it and has no focus on it, and that turns me off as a fan, which I thought was ridiculous. And then, but then he shows up in Cormier and all that stuff, right? Yeah, but it was after that, though. That's the thing. He didn't say that until until he showed up. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so that was, that was, that was like a direct, you know, response to it. And, you know, um... Yeah, it's 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 a real thing. I think people are really, and not turned turned off by the product, but I think there was a knee jerk reaction to the champion showing up at UFC and having a fight and a fervor and a seriousness about him that he doesn't have when he's in WWE. Like Brock doesn't, or at least if he, if he does, you ain't seen it in so long. Mm-hmm. So exactly. <laughs> I think it did, you know, directly affect that. Um, you know, we're going into extreme rules, into a pay-per-view that if you view the universal title as 
the most important title in the company, there's no real universal title bearing on Extreme Rules. And there hasn't been a real universal title bearing in a little while. And that's it's a big thing, you know. Um, yeah, I think those are those are probably the two biggest stories, I'd say. We definitely have um, – we have polls going currently about the Extreme Rules matches. Um, so what I did after – after the whole UFC thing, um, and kind of in relation to something I did a week ago, I asked people if he stepped away today, where would you rank Brock Lesnar as a WWE act all time? Um, now, there were 147 votes. 7% said he'd be top five all time. So that's, in some kind of way, that's Rock Austin, Taker, Hogan, Macho Man... Uh, somebody's out, you know, Rock Austin, Taker, Hogan, Macho, if if that's your guy, and then you're Shawn Michaels and your Bret Hart's. He's taking somebody out of that range, if that's what you said. Um, 19% said he's between 6 and 10. 41% said between 11 and 25. And 33% said between 25 and 50. Like, I didn't even give outside of 50 as an option because people are vindictive for no reason. Yeah, but, like, uh, how dare you? Like, don't even give him an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, most people feel like he's in the top, you know, top 25. Um, a lot of people feel like he's top 10. And so yeah. I think the value that they put on him probably also speaks to their distaste with what he's doing currently. Now, again, I've stated a million times, like, I have no problem with any of it. I think in there's six hours of first-run WWE programming every single week, and to harp on 15 minutes of it, I, I feel like is destructive, and that's the kind of thing that takes years off your life. <laughs> but I don't speak for everybody, and like I, well, maybe the World Cup was on, I don't know. But outside of that, I don't know what would have such a bearing on Raw just taking a nosedive, it's, especially with like a great um, Seth Rollins. Uh, Drew McIntyre match, I think some pretty good back and forth between Lashley and Reigns. Like, I thought it was a fine show. And, yeah. Like, it's a show that I watched all the way through, and I rarely do that. But, yeah, yeah. here we are. Yeah, that's definitely an indicator. Uh, this, I, I was wanted to say that this is one of those unfair kind of moments where SmackDown, def, or Raw definitely deserved, that Raw deserved, you know, people to see it, but that's not how ratings work. What have we been yeah. hearing the last four weeks? Like Raw's, uh, Raw's, you know, some people just outright saying Raw sucked. I haven't thought it's outright sucked, but you know, when you when you don't have a ton, when you've got six weeks until your next pay per view, and you're stretching shit out, which to me is fine, but when you got to do that for three hours, uh, uh-huh. it could get it could get it could get challenging. And and then the one the go home show the the one that's real that's actually really good start to finish, uh, exciting everything storyline driven character you know I guess whatever they if you want to call it character development um, we, we got all of that and 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 it doesn't show because it's paying for those you know the last four to six shows that people have been really down on and uh, you just hope next week. It bounces back because they heard last week was this, you know, this past Monday was good, 
and uh, and and it's all coming off a of pay per view. Yeah, yeah, God, crazy. So yeah, and that sucks for 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 Lashley and, and Roman especially. I mean, I assume it's the first hour probably had the. Uh, the best number, but or, or I assume the second hour probably did the best. So, I mean, maybe people saw the replay and you know, of, of what happened at the at the beginning, but didn't didn't stick around for a really a, a really compelling uh, main event. And the stuff they did throughout the show, like none of it was like was bad at all. Forwarded something, you know. You could say what you want about the Bailey Sasha stuff. It's Really, it, it wasn't anything, and it hasn't been anything the last two weeks. Just, just people sitting on the couch talking. Um, yeah. So we're, I think, at the same place with that. So, um, but everything was like uh, moving forward. So, sucks for those guys, but that's, you know, you're gonna. It's what happens. Yeah. You want to run through the rest of these, uh, the new, the other polls you set up, or do you want to? How do you want to do that? Um, well, we can kind of start. Got a decent amount of votes in all of them. Yeah, they're actually running uh, through Extreme Rules. So if you're listening to this um, and you're on Twitter, definitely, uh, definitely vote as we go along. Um, so right now, we can kind of run through them quickly. Um, Extreme Rules card, the tag team tables match. Right now, 86% say Sanity's going to win to 14 for New Day. Um, I would say Sanity, too. Um, singles match, 86% Finn Balor, 14% Baron Corbin. Steel Cage match, 81% Braun, 19% KO. Raw tag title match, 65% the Leaders of Worlds, 35% B-Team. Uh, SmackDown tag title match is a pretty good one. Uh, 52% Bludgeon Brothers, 48% Team Hell No. U.S. title match, 79% Nakamura, 21% Jeff Hardy. Uh, Singles match, 52% Roman Reigns, 48% Bobby Lashley. Women's title match, this is interesting, 58% Asuka, 42% Carmella. Raw women's title match, 88% Alexa Bliss, 12% Nia Jax. IC title match, uh, Iron Man match, 60% Dolph, 40% Seth, and WWE title match, 86% AJ, 14% Rusev. Yeah, so there's some that I think are just like kind of wishful. Like my vote for Oscar and at 58% wants Oscar to win because it's, at this point it's just, it, it, it makes sense that I, it made sense months ago for Oscar to win or whoever's facing Carmella to beat her ass and take that title. Um, but it just seems, you know, James Ellsworth is back. It's just like, fuck, she's probably going to beat Asuka again. And we're just going to be sitting just be sitting here bitching next week that, that Asuka had to put over, uh, had to put over Carmella again, probably again clean, or at least relatively. Um, and then the other one with... Uh, you know, Finn Balor over Corbin, 86%. Like, yeah, I'd love that for that to be the case, and I voted for Finn Balor too. But am I, am I, am I, is it a lock? Like, I don't think by any means is it is it a lock. So 
those are the two, and I think the Finn more than I don't know Oscar. That they're both, but they're the wishful, the wishful uh, votes. And then the close ones like Bobby Lashley and 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 Roman and the tag match on uh, SmackDown. Uh-huh. That's uh, I'm interested to see that a few days where that's where that's where that uh, where they end. Oh, and Shinsuke's definitely going to beat Jeff Hardy and be the most obnoxious U.S. champion, which, you know. So uh, I look very much forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, go vote. And, uh, yeah, get get those numbers up if you don't mind. Uh, Willis on Twitter, Raw's been some shit since WrestleMania because people have been turned off ever since Backlash. Uh, Backlash, was that the walkout pay-per-view? When people, when Roman versus Joe or some shit, was that that one? Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Hey, whatever, Willis. Willis immediately jumped on Twitter and said, don't blame any, don't blame Brock, blame Roman and Bobby Lashley. He finds a way to blame Roman every time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Alright, let's uh let's see who we got to talk to. Uh once again, hit us up on Constellation Line three four seven two oh two oh one oh three. Let's uh open things up and uh let's go to Brooklyn and talk to Mike. Mike, what's going on? What's going on? Fellas, 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 what's going on, man? Just laughing at um, y'all and fucking Will. Will is crazy. Will just don't fucking right. like that guy. He just he don't like him. He just like him. <laughs> I mean, like, right. this was his best. To me, this was his best fucking showing in shit um, Monday. Yeah. Like, that really yeah. got me really, you know, <clears throat> intrigued to see that fucking uh, – Match um, comes on. They had to. Because the, the talk already started about people walking out of the match if it's the main event. Lashley Roman is the main event and not AJ and Rusev. And I was like, well, it's going to be a tough one because AJ and Rusev, neither one of those feuds have any real juice behind it. They had nah, to that. do what they did on Raw to keep people, like, you know, to yeah. make that, like, super interesting to get people to want to see how that. How that match goes and what's the finish. And even last night, the shit was kind of like jokish. You know what I'm saying? They, they turned it moves up into a fucking, like, a, 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 a comedic-like figure, if you ask me. But I think what's going to happen, this is just my interpretation of it at the end of the match. I, I believe they'll have a good match, a, a good him because Rusev can go. It'll be a nice, you know, competitive back-and-forth match, AJ a triumph. And then towards the end, I could see my boy, the South Sea Strangler, a.k.a. Joey Head Rocker, coming in and just brutalizing AJ to set up a feud. If you notice, he ain't been on TV in about a couple weeks now. Yeah. Joe. So I believe that's where, you know, they... Arrested, you know. That's why I see them going with that, him just coming and just beating the living shit out of AJ Styles after he went. But I, th- I mean, overall, I think this going to be, you know, one of those pay-per-views that people was all, uh, you know, all the Melsas and Alvarez is all uh, the same too hot. But I think they're going to shock some people with some of the shit on this pay-per-view. Yeah. 
they have to like and um I don't know like what's y'all stance fellas on them not you know even giving an honorable mention to um the whole Brock um thing you know going with the Cormier and mm. shit like that I mean, you know, that's not their fight it's to hard, part. man. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult because you think they want to because, I mean, they. it's weird to not announce that, but to announce that Ronda went into the UFC Hall of Fame. It's weird. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, on Melson's stance that I agree with. He said he believes, you know, and he's going to do some digging, which I'm probably wait will and you know, Jason, all those fellas, well, he believes there's more than meets the eye behind that. Behind what? Behind um, Brock getting up there and um, setting up that fight. Um, uh, more than they are setting up a fight for November? <laughs> no, 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 no. Could... Um, from him being in, in UFC and setting that fight up and doing that angle, that whole angle, and angling, because I don't think, you know, Contractually, he's supposed to be doing some shit like that. Um, shit, he did it. <laughs> Which tells you he doesn't give a fuck. Nah, you don't care. And UFC is willing to take any hit. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that was something WWE they, is they authorized. Shy about being litigious. If they think yeah, they violated I, a contract or whatever, you know. But is this like? Is is are they getting their bluff called? Like, yeah, go ahead. Brock's still going to fight yeah. in November. We're still going to promote yeah. him. And we're going to make yeah, a fucking, a... you know, two and a half million buys. And go ahead. It's one of those things like when when God, I got to go here. When HSBC got caught in 2014 laundering money for fucking the Mexican cartels, Iran, Al Qaeda, and they got a 1.9 billion dollar. Um, fine, and it was like the big headlines, HSBC, you know, European bank, it's the biggest fine in 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 the financial and banking history, blah, 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 fam, they made $25 billion in that fucking quarter. Why yeah, would 1.9 in a fine be any kind of, uh, okay, yeah, we're not going to do it again. Sure they won't. To make $25 billion, right. they're not going to pay two? Come on. Like, what and the, then, what kind of shit? <laughs> and so, then look yeah, at this like, shit. No kind of uh, 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 deterrent. Deterrent. Like the way I read it, though, fellas, is that Brock is a businessman. He's not fucking stupid. He's gonna go in there and make top dollar off of that fight. And he's well aware that these guys over here just signed all this fucking money. You know what I mean? All these lucrative deals for these billions on these TVs, right? See. I'm going to position myself to get money from both of y'all. I'm not no fucking idiot. I'm going to position myself I'm to get... I'm being greedy, Mike. To, Damn. You already eat. Now get, you, want, you want a meal for two? That's him. That's how he's looking at it. I'm going to position myself to get bread from both of y'all. I ain't got but about maybe two, three good more, you know what I mean, fights in UFC. You know what I'm saying? I'm well in my 40s. Well, I'm in my 40s. I'm 40, 41 years old. How many, you know what I mean? How many more good or good to big fights than what I got left in the UFC? Whereas I could go, you know, do that for a minute, and then I know I could come back over here. They gonna need me. They got billions now, so let me, you know what I mean? 
Like kid ain't kid know what he's doing, man. Kid know what he's doing. It, like it's just money to him. Like that's just Absolutely. the bottom line, which is the bottom line at the end of the day. But to my perspective, like and we talked about this, you know, previously before. Like I think he's lost some of his luster. Like he don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like don't get me wrong, he still got that aura about him when he come out. He still you got that, that aura, but I mean, huh? So did you hear that crowd? They were, you know, yeah. they 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 dug his aura. Yeah, like the, the aura is still in, but I think like as far as like high profile, you know what I mean? Invincible, sure. Like oh shit, you know what I mean? Even with WWE, oh shit, we gotta like, we gotta order the network. Everybody said Cormier ain't gonna dig up any shit, and I was like, really? Cormier, Cormier is gonna fuck him you know, up. Is what he's oh, yeah. not. Is, is what he's not um banking on. That this might be the last hurrah for him in UFC. Because Cormier is going to be, he's going to fuck him up. See, I, like I, I, I mean, I trust y'all because y'all watch it, and that was the instant yeah, reaction from people who. And I was just like, oh, I wouldn't have immediately uh, assumed that. That boy hit a, that boy like. Like, isn't Cormier well, going say, up a weight? He's not like a natural heavyweight. Nah, yeah. he was a, he was a heavyweight before. He went down. Oh, he went down to lightweight. And came back. Oh, yeah, he went okay. down and came back up. That dude okay, is okay. that dude is about like naturally. I think he about between like his natural weight was about between two forty ish, two sixty around that around that area. He was big. He was in the heavyweight division, and then he dropped down to light heavyweight. Okay. And boy hit hard too, and he know how to stretch people and all that. Like his choke out, yeah, like his ground game. He just all can't that, beat like, and, and the Jews. Nah, yeah, Jeff can't beat John Jones. That's it. He yeah. can do everything but beat John Jones. John Jones is just too, like, I think the reaching shit with John Jones. John Jones is just too, like, that nigga yeah. just, like, too versatile. Yeah, John like, he's just too long. Good. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. But no, nah, but, but it's the same yeah. where John Jones can just come at you from so many angles. Like, right. And he's got that length. You just, you really can't anticipate it. Everybody else who has like these natural heavyweight, light heavyweight bodies, like Cormier can just kind of he can work around that. But Jones is just it's fighting balls, man. Not a lot you can do. He can keep you off him. He throw that jab, and then you you wouldn't even see that fucking front kick coming. Like I've seen him put so many dudes to sleep with that front kick, man. Like he throw that jab to keep you up off him, keep you up off him angle, and then boom, that front kick will put you right the fuck to sleep. Whatever size he wear, I done seen it. He done did it to DC. Like the the first fight, like he washed the surfboard. He washed DC. Like like it wasn't even it wasn't even close. You know, the second fight they said he cheated or whatever the case may be. So they looking. I don't know, but he might he, from what I was reading on you know on the MMA shit that he might his legal team and them they might beat that case. He might not even be sitting out that long. So it was like, let's you know try to get the, the most out of Brock. Didn't he take the belt from nah. him, or wasn't he a champion? Now nah, DC something? got that title. DC got that title. DC got right, both I know, divisions. But so, he, John Jones had beat him. Even if he wins his litigation, they're not gonna say, "Here, here's the title." Sorry. Nah, they'll give him a fight, but they ain't gonna give him the title back. Right. Right. I mean, but if you look around, they have no more big draws. Like Stipe, like he just like. He destroyed Stipe in the first round. Nobody want to see that again. 
fucking uh, Connor. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. He just went crazy. He got all this fucking money and it just bugged him out. Like, I don't know. Like, where do you go from there? They said um, Dana White said some shit in, about, you know, the dude who everybody thought would have been the future of the heavyweight division, which is on um, Francis Ngannou, that his last fight was dismal. It was poor. It's like after he, you know, caught his couple knockouts before Stipe, he started to get a big head. Like he started to get too ahead of himself, and Stipe took his ass to school. He started to get a little, a tad bit ahead of himself. You know, as far as like, you know, thinking he was the guy and thinking he was, you know, just ready. But yeah, uh, back to the, you know, the um, wrestling tip. Like, I mean. It hadn't been showing up in the ratings, but I've been liking, like, Raw recently, like, the past, you know, two, three weeks. I've been liking Raw. It ain't been showing up, but they've been giving us, like, both shows has been good. But I think SmackDown is just a notch, you know, like a notch more cohesive than Raw because I guess it's a shorter show and that and the way things just weave and thread together. And another show that ain't, to me, they ain't getting its just due because it's been, you know, stigmatized or you know, plague for so fucking long is, is 205 Live. I mean, come on now. Like, Boy, come on. Like, are, Buddy, Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali had to have had one of the matches of the year. Yeah. Hands down. They're doing crazy stuff. They really are. Yeah, but how long have we been hearing that, though? I mean, we've been hearing similar sentiment. Oh, this was definitely a right. match of the, you know, got to go out of your way to see this 205 Live match for the last four Even months. He, even last night where he dayoing uh Cedric. That was a good fucking match. Like that was to me he showed up. He almost looked like Kenta in that match. Like he had his working shoes on last night. Yeah. And then the way how he caught him out with the um with the lumbar check out of nowhere, like that was that was slick, man. That was slick. Like there's been a lot of good shit on T V, like all across the board. Even fucking um Trav, your your kryptonite um <laughs> impact. They've been doing their thing over there, Trav. They had a match last week when um if you get a chance, check it out. They had a la- a match last week with, with Rich Swan and um Phoenix. Crazy. Crazy. And that so angle with um by Rich Swan. Yeah, he's still Rich Swan. Only fucking thing, he looks silly because he cut like half his dreads off and he got like some type of silly ass design in the front of his head with the um with the back of the with well, the, the back. Maybe, did it have anything to do with maybe like trying to cover for for you know his lack of hairline? Yeah, I think that hairline been far gone like Drake mixtape. He looked like a <laughs> fucking pan. He looked like a fucking panhandler on the A train in New York City with that fucking haircut. It's like homie, cut that shit off, let it go. I had to tell my cousin his shit was. I bro, let it go, let it go. You look hey man, stupid. that's easy for you to say. Mike Price sitting over there with a healthy, full hair, head of hair, <laughs> right? Do ragged up and shit, spinning all home, busting. Yeah, won't you let it go? Like, oh, can I borrow some of your motherfucking shit? Shit, I mean, if models was on the fatal, on the down, on the downward spiral, I would let it go too. Shit. <laughs> Bomb, um, yeah, um. The only sad thing to me that came out of this week is um the kid uh Takahashi from um Yeah man New Japan and like his career is up in 
is up in the air, man. Homie took a bad spill, and that might be it for him. Hopefully not, because dude is one of that's that's one dude I would, you know, I guess when his New Japan deal or whatever shit comes up, that I would, you know, wouldn't mind seeing in two hundred five live, because I that dude got charisma and all. That only thing I don't know if he could talk English or not. So, but I don't think that should hinder, you know, his ability. Cause dude is dude is good. And the, and the high note for me was the Tongans. Oh my God, the the, the firing squad, the firing squad. Haku and his sons, they beat the living shit out of the whole Bullet Club. Yo, all of them, and like there, I'm I'm. That was a great segment to see, like, you know, post main event, which was a really good main event. Um, like a little anticlimactic, but the match was really good. And now, yeah, they're like. Tomatonga, man. Like they're He could give Roman a run for his money. All yeah, across the ball. Family is special, man. Like it it's just the attitude that they can present. You, you Dude got the swagger, everything. Like, like everything. Yeah. And he a nitro, and he's like a notch above Roman, you know, in ring. He got the look, he got everything. He might have a little bit size, all that. Like yeah. them dudes like they gonna his brother, his brother came along too. It's like, is that the same guy that was on the fucking uh, low rider with a uh, with a uh, uh, Huniko a couple years ago? Yeah. Who? So yeah. Uh, Ka- crazy. Camacho, remember, remember the guy yeah, uh, Camacho? That's our cool Camacho. son. Oh, Camacho, he didn't do the lawnmower yeah. gimmick. No, no they the was on the. Uh, Oh, the, the bikes, the, the gold, the hot rider, uh, the, the low rider bikes. Yeah, he brought them, he used to bring, he used to ride the bike and bring uh, Hunico out. Camacho. <laughs> so in the last week, we've talked about Escobar, Camacho, and Jesus Aguilar, who supposedly right. stands seen in the club in 05. <laughs> I remember that shit? Oh, wow. <laughs> Originally, what people don't know, it was supposed to be New Jack, but something fell apart to to that degree. It was supposed to be New Jack. That's New Jack. But, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but something fell apart yeah. in, in the. Yeah, that was crazy. You started seeing in the nightclub on <laughs> on the orders of Carlito. And he just, you know, got to wrestle after it. It was it was right. cool. Who lasted about? It was fine. We're going to talk about this crime openly, but you know nobody's going to jail or even getting questioned. Right, so that's what I was saying. Like no, nobody got cuffed, clicked, nothing. <laughs> and what was the what was the guy that Escobar was the guy time. that uh huh? It was a more innocent time, two thousand one. Yeah, or man. Definitely, 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 fellas. Definitely. Hey, Travis, Travis. Yeah. Next, um. Text me Mike's number since I'm gonna be in New York next week and I can try to I can pull up on Mike. Please do, please do, please do. Let's make it happen. I missed you last time. Please, please pull up on your boy. Well, um, so what y'all see? Um, I mean, another scenario I was thinking about. I could also see fucking uh, I could also see Brock coming down and. Beating the shit out of living shit out of um, Lashley and Roman with a chair too, because for, for the life of me, like to me, it would be better if they made that a triple threat match at SummerSlam as opposed to Roman and Brock again. Nobody wants to see that. 
The Brooklyn crowd is going to shit all over it. You know what I mean? If I got to sneak a beach ball in in my fucking shoe and get kicked out with East Coast Cats yeah, on it, I swear it. to God, yeah, I will smack that shit right in the right in the yeah. center in the middle of the ring. Wait a minute. Word. I can't see that. I cannot see that headline in another show. I cannot see that. <laughs> Yeah, all right, fellas, that's all I got this week. All right, Mike, yeah, I'm going to pull up on you, man. You still there, Mike? Mike said he's gone. Yeah. I said, I said, see, fellas. I meant see. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, if he did get cut off, I guess that was a... Perfect time, and I shot you that text. All right. And, um, while we wait for, um, yeah, I don't see him. Oh, yeah, there he is. You know what? Let's, uh, before we talk to him, let's. Let's 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 double let's double the pleasure. No pause. Hello everybody, this is Brian calling from Phoenix. So I'm calling on Tuesday morning and um the reason why is to see see if we can predict exactly what's gonna happen or or you know, by the time we listen to this on air, um what happened with the um New Day and um Sanity. So um we've had at least two times well more than that of course, but at least two times where um New Day has been jumped. So we had by the Wyatt family. And remember, that was when Braun Strowman was actually part of the Wyatt family. So it was uh, Braun Strowman, it was Luke Harper, and Bray at that point when they attacked the New Day. And they had that um, the field match, I want to say. And also they were attacked by the Usos. But then that was a two-on-three, but that's a whole other conversation. So with Sanity, is this going to be a point where New Day turns on the switch that a lot of us have talked about? You know, hey, I have, first of all, I have no problem with them being comedy or do the comedy part as long as they continue doing their wrestling. And all three of them are doing really good as far as wrestling and talking. But this is going to be the point where they turn that switch and they go kind of, you know, they have to meet crazy with crazy, so to speak. So, again, I'm calling this before SmackDown to see exactly how they're going to answer to what happened with Sanity. So I'll be forward to listening to see what your reaction is to this voice one, also exactly what happens with New Day and Sunday on SmackDown. Hope you guys have a really good day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. My only issue with answering any of that is I'm watching SmackDown now. I mean, you're not really watching yeah, right? it. It's on in the background. And I didn't see it last night because I was doing other things. Um, so I'm just going to go to Brian here and let him answer his own question. There you go. Uh, um, well, first, I can't take a call without uh, what you know, sound. Uh, what's happening, Brian? And and did uh, did your prediction hold, or however? Hey, Travis Cam, how are you both doing? Doing well, doing well. What's up, man? Doing okay, all right. Hey, I'm yeah. Okay, good. I'm driving in the rain, so I'll make a couple of points. I'll go ahead and get off and let some other people come on. Hopefully, you both have a real good night. 
Um, yeah. I was happy about at least they had a uh, a quick segment with New Day talking, and they were a lot more serious uh, when they were with uh, Team Hell No. So I like that part. So and they also you know Michigan ran out. And, you know, that's obviously running out for a fight is, is serious, and that's, it's not goofy time. Yeah. I would agree. Um, so I meant to bring this up. I, I didn't call him last week. And, by the way, it's kind of a sidebar, is I really like Badre coming back because it just shows they, uh, everybody has a good dynamic, you know, between and then Trav and uh, Rich. But that dynamic between Trav and Badre was actually pretty cool. I'll go listen to Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely felt uh, felt good to have uh, have my main man back on the show and talk to him uh, in that context, you know, and this point in years, in a few years now. So that was, that was nice. So one and thing that I, you, uh, uh, sorry, you got it. Okay. Hey, so um, I'm, I meant to. I, I didn't get a chance to call last week, but I wanted um, yours and of course Cam's thing. Um, discussion point about this is the uh, TV personality Chris Hardwick. Now, of course, this happened a couple of weeks ago where his former girlfriend wrote an or she didn't. Well, she had an article and she never named him, uh, but you know people figured it out. And man, it was swift about how people dropped him like a bad habit. Did this guy have maybe, what, five or six shows, at least five, three of them on a- AMC? He was hosting yeah. stuff, and it was like, I I don't know if I've ever, you know, besides. Yeah, he's like the white Steve Harvey, like in a lot of ways. Yeah. But how bad he got, this people distanced himself, and how bad he, uh, how quickly he got fired was something else. Yeah, I haven't, I meant to, like, find out what actually happened. All 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 I knew was people were talking about it like, you know, and I was just like, oh shit, I I missed something. Chris Hardwick got, you know, like what happened? Like people were talking about it like, yeah, you know, fucking Chris Hardwick, what a piece of shit, and he turned out to be blah blah blah, and I and I hadn't heard anything besides instant like the the, the insult part, the I hate this guy now stuff. So you telling me the the girlfriend wrote an anonymous a letter. Or, or whatever, like that's all new to me. So if you could briefly give me a, you know, a little bit more than yeah. So what happened in sure. then? Like you said, it's like a month old. So this maybe was even more. Well, well, several years ago, and I don't remember three or four years ago, he had a living girlfriend. She said, really, from basically from the start of their relationship, he was very domineering. He got sex whenever he wanted. He wouldn't let her do things. She couldn't talk to him in public, those kind of things. She never mentioned his name, but it was known where they were together. And he married out to somebody totally different. I see Patty Hearst's daughter, and um, that's what the, the back of the whole thing was. She wrote, like, a, a, an article about it, again, never naming him, but people put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh, people are trash out here, man. Like, I, I don't know what else. To, people are trash. And it's, I think it's cool that, you know, of course you had people at the beginning, like, trying to have his back and saying she's doing it for X, Y, and Z reasons. But I don't care. Like, if, if, if you expose a terrible person for personal gain, 
the second part doesn't really matter to me because you exposed mm-hmm. a terrible person. Like, you got them out the paint. Right. You have um, to actively ignore the terrible person and be focused on, like, oh, well, they did it for, you know, it's like, eh, well, you know, you're now becoming, actively becoming an asshole. <laughs> like, you know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's that thing, Brian, where, you know, Travis and I, um, as well as Rich, and you got your your Sean's and, you know, my man Peanut. Like, we're all kind of trying to carve out our space in this space, you know. And we're not perfect people, but you do kind of get to see, like, just being a decent person can take you a long way, and it can ensure that whether you make it big or not, like, it just, you don't have to worry about a big fall from grace if you ever get that far. Like, it's... um. You know, you kind of got to push through a lot of people doing the same thing, but, man, it can all go away fast if you're not careful. So, yeah, man, I mean, somebody else is going to get that spot. You know, hopefully they're better people. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see from there. Or you can take my uh, my route and, like, a scorched earth thing where you just burn uh, everything down first. I, yeah, that idea <laughs> And, again, another thing, Internet Swift took him down. And the thing about him, this is a guy who worked, who was asking a woman and her, a black woman, I'm sorry, and her infant, or like maybe say toddler, asking him how come they were at the pool and how come where's her ID card and he asked anybody else called the police. So someone was calling the police people. And where this police fired him, Noko fired him. He was the pool manager on their home association board. He uh, removed him from the board. And part with him was the error that guy showed throughout the entire video clip where, you know, hey, she was like, Where's... Oh, shit. Uh-oh, did we lose Brian? We well, I'll think this. We... Yeah. If he comes back, because I'm sure Brian's always good to listen back to this stuff. So we actually um, we actually talked about that at length on uh, on the South Congress podcast last week. And I think what Brian was getting to was like he was clearly like rude and unapologetic and confident in his ignorance the whole time that video was going. And then as soon yeah. as you put that man on a sit down interview, like that's not who I am and I'm so sorry yeah. and I hate the light I was cast in. Like, no dog. We it's watched not a you light. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> we watched we, Yeah, we heard For her minutes. ask you if you wanted to apologize. Like, we heard her say that multiple times. So there's no way that you didn't hear it. That's who you chose to be, and you thought that whiteness was just going to work. And it turns out it typically does work, unless there's a camera with a microphone on you. Um, Even the cops were like, damn, how do you not see how this looks? Like, the whole time, he's just exasperated. Like, is this good enough? Like, do you feel – like, first off, cop, why are you asking him? You should have just been like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I mean, he did, but still, I would not have been all deferential to to Adam if I was uh, if I was that cop. Because I'm like, I'm out here wasting my time on this bullshit. And you know, they probably he's probably in a in a in a neighborhood or county or whatever where it's not, you know, bank robbery or you know, 
friggin' assault happening around the corner, but you never know, and he, shit, he could have just been doing administrative work. I don't fucking know. He didn't have to be doing that bullshit because Adam felt entitled to ruin this woman's day. Like, yeah, no, I'm here illegally trying to, like, the whole thing, like, she gave that man her address. Yeah. Like, she's like, yeah, I live around the corner, you know, you know, 647 blah, blah street or whatever. And and he's like, yeah, okay, but you might just know the streets around here and just are saying an address. So I'm going to need some idea. Like, fuck you. Like, you were taking his way to, I don't know who's worse, him or the lady that wanted the guy to take his socks off while actively ignoring dudes in the pool with baseball uh, hats on, which supposedly you weren't allowed to have hats on in the, you know, in the pool. Like, how are you going to mess with me about my socks? I'm over here enjoying my day. How do you feel, like, comfortable enough bothering somebody? Like, yeah, I know that's the rules, but maybe he, he, he's got them socks on for a reason. You know, even if it's just it's personal, just too. Maybe he that... got fungus toes, you know, black or yellow toenails, or, you know, he's just not confident in his, in his, in his, in his petty game. I don't fucking know. Why would I care uh, about a man wearing socks I, at the uh, pool? Clog up I the drain. you, like, two weeks ago. I had an issue two weeks ago. I was refereeing uh, a kickball game, and there's a guy from one team who is berating a girl from the other team. Like, they're really getting into it, right? And were while they this teammates? is going on, were they what? Teammates. Were they on no, the same like, team? No, they're on different teams. So he's talking so shit? Like, really like, yeah. Like, not even about the game, like, about occupying each other's space and arguing. Like, it was just it was just crazy. And it's really, like, getting into it, so I got to go calm it down. And while this is happening, a player from the girls' team is upset with me over a rule. And I'm like, your teammate is being called names by another team. She's visibly <laughs> upset and yelling, and you're arguing with me Sorry about, about- – a kickball rule, like I, I don't. There, there are rules that actually matter, and being decent to one another should be maybe the most important one. And right. these people are choosing not to do that, and it's costing them a lot of money, and it's hilarious. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand this. Well, I understand it. I know exactly what it is, but your racism just not worth it, boy. It is not worth it. It's not gonna get you where you want to go. Yeah, and and the fact that it's just it's it seems to be nonstop this summer is is what is yeah like how do you like the lady that slapped the, the kid twice while he's recording her she decides to hit him twice <laughs> like fam like and oh and then she bit a cop when once they showed up because she called the cops they showed up. And he's like, yeah, you know, she hit me twice. I have it on tape. They're like, ma'am, you, you can't, you know, you hit a child. You're coming with us. And she bit the fucking cop till blood came out. Then she got charged for that. Like, you, man, like it's one thing to bully a little black kid or a teenage kid, but you know, you got to know, like, you know, follow your own rules about, you know, the, when the law shows up, just comply. If she'd have just complied. She just minded her business. Yeah. Little punks. That's what she said. I know she wanted to say something else. Mm -mm -mm. Um, 
let's uh, get to a wait. Let's see if Brian called back. He said he's gonna hit us on VIP. Oh, okay. And he never got to say anything about. Oh, he did. I guess his voicemail. Um. Yeah, let's hit up a uh, an email. This one's from John from Connecticut. Hey, fellas, it's been a while since I chimed in, but I had to. I had to get this off my chest. Trav, okay, you ain't right making fun of that man, Bobby Lashley. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know the brother probably suffering from cancer, alopecia, or was exposed to some kind of radiation that causes his eyebrows to disappear and reappear at random. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he no, shaves you, them to be no. more aerodynamic. <laughs> Trav, you better than this. Aerodynamic. Oh, man. It's, um, they they got alopecia. Damn. Let me tell you something that's real funny, though. Uh so while Raw is on, I get a text uh, from my homegirl, Lex, and she says, I can't take, uh, air quotes, Bob, seriously with that baseball cap. Mm-hmm. And I said, but you take Roman seriously in a tactical vest? Oh. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, what do you say? Like, I can't wear, I can't wear a baseball cap but this guy can wrestle as uh, as an umpire, like <laughs> wrestling umpire. We can't right? try to make sense. Like it just you're 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 feeding too much into a thing that doesn't deserve attention. He wears a baseball cap to take attention away from the fact that he doesn't have eyebrows. He doesn't want you looking at his tattooed on eyebrows. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. And I I think like. I don't know why or who thinks it's a good idea for him to run the risk of, like, clearly he's wrestled in the headband for a long time. He's had some really long form matches in TNA, and I just think that you let him wrestle in that if that's going to be the safest thing. Like, uh, like you're talking what about do you think it's going to be unsafe? Um. Well, it's just that the reason he does it is because he, he doesn't have eyebrows to control the sweat. But it's cosmetic, right? Yeah, he, like, he doesn't have the eyebrows to control the sweat dripping down into his eyes. And so oh. you can't see when you wrestle. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but Cam, I'm sorry. I, I'm a sweaty guy. I got plenty of eyebrows, too. It doesn't – I mean, it helps. I, absolutely, it does help. They're there for a reason. But – I think the way the way he sweats and the fact that he's bald headed and it's all just going to pour right down. Um, but still, I, everything helps though. So. No, that's a, that's what. Yeah, you, I was about to have a real strong opinion. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's just like if that. I, I don't think it's so much. It draws so much attention that it's something that we should go away from. Like I just think, why not? Why not be safe? as you can without it detracting from anything. I don't think it takes away. I thought he looked – I thought the headband in TNA was actually really cool. I thought it made him look yeah, like cool. more of an ass. I don't mind the headband. Yeah, the fact so. that it stays on throughout a match is what amazes me. Like, but, but, no, I, I think that, like, seriously, him and Roman have been pretty good. Like, I I like that they don't like each other, and I like the reasons that they don't like each other. Um, even though yeah. I disagree with the propaganda of – 
why you were gone for 10 years. Like, yeah. they're not going to say, like, they, they can't say this environment was bad for my relationship because people are dicks. Like, they can't say that. But there's a reason that Roman Reigns' wife ate on the road. And she probably has her own job and her own life. But I bet most people would say, I don't want my wife in this environment uh, for various reasons. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and I understand you have to say something about that. But, like, failed MMA career is why you're here. Well, what if he just beat you up? <laughs> like, and then yeah, what? But that's better like, than. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, people have failed MMA career, man. I don't think that's yeah, a. But, yeah, but I, I like that they, I like that they don't like each other, but and it's for competitive reasons, though. I think yeah. I'm better than you at what you're supposed to be doing. Like, I like that. That's cool. Like, I, I think that's probably going to be a really good match. I hope it gets off the ground because. There's three or four really, really good matches on that card. Um, I hope they don't play Braun and KO too much for laughs. I could see that happening. But, like, there are some, like, AJ, Rusev, you're pretty sure is going to be good. Jeff Hardy, Nakamura, pretty sure is going to be good. Uh, tag title match, Bludgeon Brothers, Team Hell No, pretty sure it's going to be good. Roman Lashley, pretty sure it's going to be good. Uh, I, I wish that this was a card that we could get an hour out of Seth and Dolph. Um, I understand it's not built for that. But, yeah, like there's there's some really good stuff. I just, like, I hope it doesn't get shat on out the gate. All right, let's uh, skip one more non-VIP email in before we go back to the phone lines. Uh, Jabron chimes in from Vegas. Uh, is this the first time since the early 2000s that WWE has had this much top talent on the main roster and top talent still to be called up from NXT? I, I'm not sure what the comparison in 2000 I think it's the first time. I think that yeah. he's right in that. Well, I mean, there, there definitely aren't the names because names are just different because these are guys who came either from big companies um, that already had a history like, there's because there's a new Japan, there's enough top international talent that WWE just doesn't have access to. But as far as in ring talent from an athletic standpoint, um I, I don't know if you'll ever get as good as like O two, O three. Like I don't know if it'll ever get as good as WrestleMania nineteen or WrestleMania twenty in terms of the actual athletes that you have, but this is as close as it's ever been. And then when you look at Ricochet's not main roster, Adam Cole's not main roster, uh, Alistair Black's not main roster, uh, Johnny Gargano's not main roster, Champa's not main roster, to name five top talents, right? Exceptional. And you still got right. your, yeah, you right. still got your Velveteen sitting there. Um, you still got EC3, who's in one match, EC3 made me a believer. Um, like, you have guys out there. So so yes, they, they in in terms of who has the go, they're they've never been as close as they've been since O two, O three. And um as far as who's in the pipe, if you bring those guys up right now, you really have a case of it being the most talented roster. Now, Travis, I'll say this. Somebody made a point and forgive me for not uh remembering who said it on Twitter, but they basically said 
I can't think of a time where there was more in-ring talent that had duller characters. And I don't blame the talent for that, but you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, because when you talked about O2, I was going to interject that it was the athletic. It was a. It was. It was probably the peak for athletic athleticism and veteran, um, you know, swag for lack of a better word. Yeah, like the and, ability and to have power like really good matches and put good matches together and the psychology and all that. Like those two things. Like, not only did you have all this top talent, you know, the Radical showing up and, and Jericho becoming, you know, uh, being a, a, a guy that for, for the last four, the previous four years was thought of as this really good up-and-comer and then, all, you know, then he, he's getting focused, you know, prodigies like Kurt Angle. Yeah, and then Mysterio you know, a little bit after that, like, crazy. A little later, yeah. Um, you know, and still your veteran presence is like Undertaker and... Yeah. Triple H and Foley, you know, uh-huh. yeah, Foley's still really wrestling until 04, so, um, in WWE. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that that Venn diagram of athleticism, experience, uh, 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 veteran, you know, that kind of thing, ring general, was at its was at its peak. Now you get a – they're way better athletes, even, you know – you know the the style change from o two to eighteen is certainly less radical than uh, um, whatever eighty five to to o two that eighteen years you know so but they're certainly way better athletes today and they can do and are allowed to do much more you know eye popping athletic stuff. But that other part is 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 lacking, yeah. like extremely. On on like a whole, you have, yeah. You have Daniel Bryan. You have AJ Styles. Um, you have I don't know Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and those are kind of and Samoa Joe. Um, definitely no disrespect to Joe. Um, and then I think I think after those names, though, I think you have to go down to tier. Like, yeah, yeah. I I think they're the the guys on the on the very very top. Like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are every bit whatever RVD and Booker T and Benoit Guerrero were. Jeff Hardy, and, and I mean that in a very yeah in a very general sense. I'm not talking move for move, blow for blow, but like you yeah. don't have Rock Austin. Triple H, like you don't, yeah. you Brock, uh, Kurt Angle, like you you just don't. As talented as these guys are, they're not that. And so, um, like the talent's definitely there, but once you go below, like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and then put in whoever you want next, it's still a bit of a drop. Right, but if you had to put. You know, move for move, blow for blow of those uh, in ring. Yeah. Like Seth Rollins can hang with any guys. of those guys. Like, like Dolph Ziggler can hang with any of those guys that right. that, that we see. You know, like they can they can go. Like it's just like I don't know. Okay, if you put like this is a fun exercise. You can put the Usos 
and Seamus and Cesaro in one of those multi-man tag title matches at Mania 19 or Mania 20, and they'll fare just fine. They absolutely will. Um, so, like, yeah, you can you can compare any of those 205. Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy can jump in the time machine and go on and put – they can put on an amazing match with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania 19, take Matt Hardy out of there. But yeah. do the names just – you can't put them on a banner right now. And and have them sell. By the way, I'm I'm switching over now, Trav. Okay. Why is James Ellsworth? I guess if you're trying to get warmed up, I guess a little late to be trying to do push-ups now, motherfucker. So, all right, let me. I think he had some more in this email. Uh, to me, it seems like they have a hard time finding. Oh, it wasn't even finished with the damn sentence. Um, is this the first time since early 2000 WWE's had so much top talent on the main roster and top talent still to be called up from NXT? I ask because it seems they're having a hard time finding the next guy to take John Cena's spot, or is that not possible in today's WWE uh, to have one guy given the one top guy, given the fact that there's so much talent on the roster. Well, it's not because of the talent. It's because it's set up that way. Like, they would rather have an ensemble with a lead, the leader of that ensemble might be Roman Reigns, but it's still an ensemble. It's still, you know, you still got 100 people on the roster, let's say. You're still... You know, you're still focused, you know, 20 of those got to draw you money. And it's just levels of who's one, you know, put them, you know, one through 20. Um, it's just not set up that way anymore. And because guys aren't allowed yeah. to break out. And, you know, but certainly if somebody does, if whether by accident or on purpose, if they, they'll push them, they'll, mm-hmm. as they should, they'll push them as, Head and shoulders above everybody else. That's their Let me ask you this: Like, yeah. is anybody ever going to be? Is, is anybody ever going to be used? That's that's so general. I know. Do you see anybody on the roster right now who's going to be a bigger star in wrestling than Triple H was at his peak? So not Rock, not Austin, not Undertaker, but Triple H. So we're talking what? Oh, four, Triple H, before yeah. right before Evolution, kind of you know Triple H. So yeah, like what is that WrestleMania seventeen? Like triple? Yeah, like WrestleMania. Well, that was a one. Seventeen was a one. Eighteen Jericho, uh, Jericho Triple H Toronto. Like I think that's probably you know it's where you go. Or maybe right, coming off the quad, baby face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jacket on, jacket on, jacket. <laughs> I mean, broke it up with a denim jacket. Broke up his leather jackets with the denim one, so, you know. Yeah. That's how you, uh, that's how um, you make weight. <laughs> Wearing eight jackets. I, I mean, that's not the, I mean, he was a big star, but is, is that why you picked him? 
because he wasn't the biggest star, but he was definitely still a big star. Like, I think somebody will reach that level. I mean, I mean, remember, before Cena came along, there were questions of similar questions. So many, so much talent. Who's gonna, who's gonna break through? And at the time, Triple H dominated Raw, and it was, it was one of those things where whoever's gonna break through, it has to be on SmackDown. And lo and behold, <laughs> the guy that breaks through was on SmackDown because away from Triple H. Yeah. Um, so if you want to put Roman Reigns for different reasons, but in that Triple H role today. Not answering your question about anybody reaching that level, but just the guy that takes up all the oxygen and all the... You would think the breakout would have to happen on SmackDown. And come, you know, uh, 2019 and SmackDown's on Fox, I think that's probably the time to start start looking for it, to start looking for that, looking for that guy. Whether it's, you know, Velveteen at that time, if he's called up or... Or somebody we already that's already on the roster. Yeah, like I, I think like Gargano is like I made the mistake of thinking that Gargano was interchangeable with uh, who uh, the other American Wolf, uh, you know, the Jordan oh, era, Roger Strong, Roger Strong. Like, I made the oh, oh, thinking that's that was Gargano's... Yeah, I was still thinking about the TNA, TNA guys. They had two yeah, two guys, one that ended up winning the, cha- the main yeah, Roger, title. It was Roger Strong and Eddie Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I thought that... But I think Gargano is like... He's not Daniel Bryan. He's not Shawn Michaels, but he's... You root for him kind of the same way. Um, I don't know if that equates to breakout star or if his peak is Benoit. You know what I mean? Like that's why it's hard to gauge. I don't know if you if you can ever have a thing like Undertaker and Alistair Black for as good as he is is not that size, doesn't wrestle that style. Like I, I don't know if he fits the bill. Um and also, it's not 1990, and it's it's not as easy to like spook people into. Exactly, can't sell that the same way. Like, so there's there's pitfalls. Like now, here's where we're being unfair, though. Like, could Ronda? Well, not we're being unfair, but we're just not talking about. It. Could Ronda Rousey be bigger than Triple H? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, could Bianca Belair be this big time wrestling star. Yeah. I mean, these are our things. Like I just don't know the way that things are presented now, it's like you said, Travis. It's it's more about the brand and somebody can break out, but they're gonna not only have to break out, but they're going to have to jump over the six hurdles that you have to break out. Like Rusev has yeah. a title match that he probably should have had eight months ago. You know, like, it's just what it is. So, to be a cog in the machine, even if you're a really, really shiny cog, is still being a cog in the machine, and it's hard to to, to break loose. It's very difficult. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just like like you. Like I have a lot of. What? I hope. No way. Like I. Oh, you know what's crazy? So I I showed uh, you being really emotional right Hold now. Hold up. I showed. Hold up, Cam. I'm not. Oh, you got it. You got it. I'm not paying attention to anything because. Dre, Dre posted a video of. What the fuck? Enzo Amore gave Tadashi six nine a fucking RKO. Yeah, I saw that earlier. My, my brother said he's finally done with Enzo. Like this was the Enzo straw for my brother. Um, Milan was an Enzo fan. Yeah, he, he's got bad taste. So. Sheesh. Uh, the, okay, so I showed Peanut uh, Ricochet and Velveteen, right? And, like, he's like, okay, like, they're good. Like, I get it. I see what you're saying. Then he sees, he was like, yo, there's no way Ricochet's body is going to hold up long enough for him to be a main roster star. And mm. I'm like, it's hard to refute that because you said it could be over tomorrow or he could last forever. Uh, but, I say that to say this. Peanut, doing his best to be a skeptic, sees Ricochet hit that 630, and the whole conversation changes. Like, yeah, but should have reinforced this point, though. Well, no, but that's the thing, though. Even if you're a skeptic and exactly what you say is going to happen happens, you have to appreciate what it is you're seeing. And if it takes you out of the moment like that, it's a good sign for that athlete. Now, when I see him do that flip outside of the ring in wrestling boots onto a steel walkway, I'm like, wow, you're going to have knees for another two months. But, like, will they, if they let Ricochet be Ricochet on the main roster, how high can he go? You know, so it's a lot to think about, a lot to consider. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're as athletic as they've ever been, and you just don't know if WWE is in the WWE business, not the star-making business. So, mm-hmm. if, I, I don't know. If you get Seth over Rollins, as a big star in the meantime, and we're not, like, going to yeah. do Daniel Bryan you and, 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 and work against, you know, create a headwind for you, uh, or, or that's just one of the six hurdles, like you said. If you can get over us, like, if you get over when you're not supposed to, and you can get over the hurdle of us being pissed off at you for getting over when you weren't supposed to, hey, congratulations. I don't know, because um, if Seth Rollins beats Brock Lesnar clean at SummerSlam, is Seth Rollins going to be a bigger star than he is right now this second? Like, because this is the thing. People swear up and down that they want a full-timer who, quote-unquote, deserves it to, to be the guy. And Seth Rollins is the main event more Raw than anybody putting on these stellar matches, and Raw suffered its lower viewership, lowest viewership in forever on Monday. So it's like, is, do you really want the thing that you say that you want? Is a big red belt around Seth Rollins' waist so different that, you now need to watch this show. I don't know. Because to me, Seth Rollins has been the focal point of Raw. He's been closing out the show. It's been all about 
his quest to get the Intercontinental title. I, I don't know. I'm not the same as everybody, but to me, rationally, it makes sense. And, and the viewership is not reflecting. Also, before I got to go, mm-hmm. Sasha Bailey thing is so dumb. Um, congrats on them for maybe getting a few nights off to rest up their bodies, but it is stupid. They have to be in therapy um, or they'll get fired, and Braun Strowman is not going to open insurance rental cars. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. Yeah, it's like Stephanie. It's like Stephanie slapping her, her slapping the wrestlers and stuff on air, and like, and after, after like the segment where she talks about how she's a corporate this, and you know she was at the meeting and, and she met Sujin J. Komen, and we're like, come on, you can't like we all get how cor- we you know a lot of his work, uh, uh, and with some kind of corporate structure, and boss or employees can't slap or slap each other around. Like that's just not how it works on TV, you know, or on camera for with all the evidence. Like that's, yeah. So, yeah, good point. Oh, okay. I guess we uh, that was it for camp. All right. So, um, uh, Jabron did also ask if you were the agent for uh, for the uh, Iron Man match this Sunday. Where would you place the match on the card, and who would you have take the win, and why? Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be mad if this was the actual main event of the show, like even over AJ Rusev, because again, it's Rusev, and they, the way they got there, it's just not the best, you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Hey, I'd put it on the main event, and I'd have Seth win the belt because reasons. <laughs> I had not appreciated Seth uh, losing. You know, he's like lost three out. Of, I mean, he's like the the hottest guy in the company, and then they just the last six weeks have him lose on TV three times. I think three times. It's just like, come on. So. I'd have uh, Seth win the title back in, in the show that way. Uh, but I appreciate the email. Let's uh, head back to the phone lines. And let's talk to, it uh, looks like, one uh, Skype or international. I'm guessing it's Craig. Craig, is that you? What up? Hey, it's Craig. What's happening? Um, I'm about to get pizza delivered, so if you want to uh, switch to somebody else who's in line next, I got to deal uh, with the that, pizza What pizza guy. got to do with? Why? Because you're going to be busy with the pizza guy. How long is that going to take? Well, I mean, like two minutes, just be awkward and saying, "Hey, have you ever listened to this to show?" How, I... <laughs> yeah. Before pizza, getting the pizza right. delivery in the middle of the conversation is like, you know. <laughs> Kind of apropos, but yeah, no, don't worry. All right, fine then. I got all my shit written down, so I'm just gonna start right now. Yeah, start. I don't listen to people that I can't learn anything from. Mm Mhm. It's a good uh. And sorry. Good way to live. No, it's a good way to live. 
and I'm not willing to talk about some issues brought up tonight because I need time to formulate thoughts and opinions on them. I don't like to, you know, just jump in with an opinion on things I don't know about or, you know, because, like, you guys were talking about some heavy shit earlier, and I'm like, man, I don't know what I think about that just yet. So I need to think about some of those those things. What, and what, I think, what exactly were we talking about that was so heavy? Oh, there's, there's, I mean, you guys are talking about all kinds of stuff earlier, but I mean, that's good. I love that. That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just don't remember. That's all. I don't remember the hell we're talking about. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, some of the Chris Hardwick stuff, I, I, I was a big Chris Hardwick fan and, and I didn't, I didn't see any of the things that happened and I heard, I heard some things and I'm like. You know, I hear a lot of people say things, and I I hear things from people I respect and stuff, and it's like I need to, you know, sit down with all this and formulate opinions before I just jump off with an opinion. And I don't like, you know, you hear somebody says something about somebody, and then they just jump off with a random opinion about it. So I don't like to do that. So I, you know, I just want to sit down with it for a minute. But I wanted to say I I love you guys – for uh, bringing shit like that up, and and uh, and all you guys do. However, yeah, credit to Brian I don't for, for actually broaching broaching the subject. Yeah, oh, Brian's one of the best people in the world. I mean, <laughs> anyone listening to this show, he know they know that. Uh. I don't appreciate you you dismissing my opinion of Brock Lesnar because uh, I can I rip off at least. No, I well I I think Cam did. I, I think you you signed off on it that I can rip off thirty WWE guys better than Lesnar. Just oh, off the well, top of my head, I'm not going to, but I'm just based off what he did, how he worked, what he drew, who he turned off, how infrequent he's been, he's never owned an era, and get that top ten shit out of here. You know, anybody says top ten bullshit. He's never owned yeah, an no, era. I think that, Everything yeah, that's absurd. he's ever done since I came back, in 2014, has been suplex, repeat, suplex, repeat, suplex, repeat, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. He's he ain't fun to watch nowadays. Yeah. He's a a built motherfucker, and that's why he can't league. Uh, I don't know what I wrote down here, but I wrote it down. That's why he can't. Eagle. Oh yeah. Oh, he's a built mother. No, no. Here's my point. Here's. <laughs> I can't. I can't read my own handwriting. He's a built motherfucker, and that's why he can't legally have a match until it snows. He can't legally have a match until when? Till it snows. He's a built motherfucker, but there's a reason for that. He. Can't have a match until it snows because he is illegitimate. Are you talking about like drugs, like steroids or something? 
I'm really not yeah. getting where you're. But yeah, that, that was my. <laughs> okay, at, at the at the sake of ruining your joke, explain to me why when it snows. What's well, snow? he can't have a. He has to have you started testing until like fucking November or December. Like we aren't gonna be able to see him fight in the UFC until November or December when it's snowing. Right. I mean, it's not, it won't snow oh. down in Austin. I don't, I don't know. But up okay. in here. Up in here. Okay, Craig, I guess. I, was, I wrote it down. It was supposed to be funny, but I wrote it like two hours ago. I've been on hold. No. Don't try to blame it on <laughs> when you wrote the terrible joke. Just blame the terrible joke. Oh, God. That was, that was a funny... It would have been a funnier joke if I delivered it better. Okay, anyway. Uh, Trev, I loved you on Monday's show. I'm reading what I wrote. Trev, I loved you on Monday's show. And Cam, I love Peanut on the show, even though Cam's not on. I loved Peanut on uh, this week's You, Me, and Wrestling, which Cam did not plug. And I will plug it for him. Listen to You, Me, and Wrestling this past weekend had uh, Cam uh, have interviewing his friend Peanut Isaiah, best friend. Mm-hmm. Best friend. Yeah, you know, and that's that's been one of the weird things for me. Cam says his best friend is 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 Peanut, but Peanut's best friend is some other dude. It's like, I guess that happens. That's messed up, man. That's I mean, I've got two best friends. I Bardre's my my oh. best friend, and Angelique's my best uh, girlfriend. Bardre's my best guy friend, and I... Angelique's my best. And Dory's kind of like my other best girlfriend too. So I have three best friends. Trev, you said I was your best friend. <laughs> I got four Bullshit. best friends. You're right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I'm. I'm friggin' storming through this list here. My piece, I ain't even here. Alright. It was hard watching Raw and SmackDown this week after how great New Japan was last week. Did you you get to watch that show? Nope. The uh, G1 special? You didn't watch it at all? No. The fuck? Um, I'm gonna be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I forgot. I did watch it. No, I didn't watch it. You did or did not watch it? I did not, Craig. I did not see the fucking show. Okay, what you said? You said like eight different things in the last three thirty seconds. Okay, well it was really good, and I'm not talking about the action. I'm talking about the storyline. The storylines are okay. really good. The action, it was kind of like ah, and there was a lot of things that I saw in the action that was and. Obviously, because the dude broke his fucking neck. Yeah. Freaking neck. And and I'm like, man, and that was one of my favorite guys. And then, like, a lot a lot of that stuff, you know, they do too much. You know what I'm saying? And so, but, but the storylines are really good. And they build these storylines. And they even, they're, uh, throughout the whole G1, they have, like, have you ever watched the G one the G one um, uh, events or whatever the hell you know like they'll have G one like starts like next weekend. I've never okay, seen. Okay, so you never watched Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, 
G1, in the G1, they have, like, the G1 matches, like, the tournament matches, and they always have their little things. But then they have tag matches beforehand, before the G1, with the guys that are on the other side of the bracket. So, like, everybody's always wrestling, but it's just these guys are in the tournament on this side, and these guys are in the tag matches on the other side. And the tag matches, like, work into the the actual, like, they try to build the um, drama in the other matches. And, and so it's really cool. Anyway, um, I think this, this G1 is going to be really cool. The NJ, uh, NJPW is really good with storylines. But... Like, knowing that that's coming up and, and watching Raw and SmackDown this week, I was like, man, it, it, the storylines that, that Raw and SmackDown have right now is just so, okay, somebody interviews somebody and then, and then all of a sudden they're in a match. And then they do, you know, some interference happens and then they have a oh, well, we're going to have a tag team match and all the shit. And it's just so mon- it's so mundane. I understand why people are, like, turned off by it. But I really think that this week's uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view is going to be really good because I voted on all Cam's pools and I had a hard time being like, oh, man, I don't know who's going to win this match. Oh, I don't know who's going to win this match. Like, I think it's, I think a lot of those matches are up in the air. So yeah, I a lot, think it could be good. Ups. You know, Lashley and Roman, yeah. the, the, the the biggest, because, uh, because of how that storyline's getting, how that story's gotten pushed. Uh, I, I think, a lot of them but Asuka are, are and Carmella. Awesome. It's like who knows what they'll do there. Yeah. What What are you certain about? What are you most like? Oh, oh shit! What's the one thing we used to do uh, back in the day? Uh, confidence pools. We need to do that for East Coast cast, man. We need to have like confidence pools. We got confidence picks when you have to rank it from ten to one. Or, you know, like however many matches there are this uh, at the Extreme Rules. So you got your picks. Confidence pool. And so, like, you put 10 on whoever. Uh, on the one that you're absolutely sure Alexa of Blitz. that's going to win. Yes, yeah, yeah. That'd be great if you guys did that for East Coast cast. Everybody puts in their confidence Shinsuke would be my, my 11 for this week. Like, I'm almost – that's like my lock, you know, if you want to do a sports talk, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. No, oh, wouldn't that be fun though? You think? Maybe I don't what? know. I mean, what? Do a you hack radio thing? Sure. Yeah, yeah, hack radio. Fuck it. You know, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. You know, all of a sudden, Anthony Scalia gonna be resurrected. Whatever. <laughs> hey, 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 Craig, don't don't get me started. I'm trying to keep <laughs> this, uh, you know. Oh. Straight and narrow. <laughs> okay, my bad. Ah, oh, jeez. 
right. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, man, and the piece ain't here yet. And I'm sort of wondering, it's supposed to be 740. Well, yeah. So. I'd have been just getting yeah, back to I, you. Yeah, I went through the whole phone call. Did I just burn through it that quickly? No one got to go this week? I was kind of looking forward to that. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I got one got to go for you. How about this? Yeah. I got one got to go. I, I'm i sorry, I just rambled. I've been awake all day, dude. I was watching fucking soccer, and I'm – England has a special place in my heart. My mom lives there. In 1998, I designed a website for, like, events for uh, Lloyd's of London. It's a – their insurance company or some shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I designed a website for them for in 1998, back before websites existed. And, and I lived in England for four months. And during that time, the, the world cup existed. So, um, or the world cup happened and fucking France won cock sucking France. So, um, what I want, what I, well, sorry, what I wanted to do, <laughs> that didn't, I didn't mean to disparage anybody who likes, it's not, it's not a homosexual, it's just a derogatory <gasps> Any, What? Anyway, what's, uh, what's happening here? So, right? I'm, I'm upset about France. That's what I'm upset about. And I'm upset about England losing because that was a friggin' awesome game. So anyway, my one's got to go is the most obnoxious fan bases, they won their championships. Are you ready? Sure. We got the Chicago Cubs. We got the Boston Red Sox. We got the Detroit Red Wings. And we got Cleveland as a city overall. One's got to go. Uh, I, was, I was certain there was going to be a uh, Philadelphia dig in there somewhere, but cool. Um, no, no, no. Philadelphia. Cool. I don't think. I mean, Cleveland just... Philadelphia. Yeah, in 96. That fucking swept. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Eric fucking Lindros. Like, up. come on. Like, you just... Like, the city just turned on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he they sent him out of the country. They, they... <laughs> he went up to Toronto. But the... But the Red Wings, no, because, you know, they, they don't really fit because they won. Aren't they nicknamed Title Town? Like, come on. No, they, they they nicknamed themselves Hockey Town before they right. won the Cup. Right, Title Town is, is Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. But my point is, they've won a bunch of uh, – they, but before they won, before they beat Philly, they had won a cup since like the 60s or 50s. 40s or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. 
since like Gordy um, shit. I'd say Cleveland because then if became Cleveland, became like they could go, they could go in, on any list. You put them on, you know. But, um, no, no, no. We're, like, we're um, talking about Belusia. Though we're not, we're not talking Who's about the Becky, teams. Becky, we're talking Becky about the Stan, fans. Stan, Siberia, Cleveland. I'm like, oh, Cleveland can suck my dick. So you, what, fuck the Cleveland. Cleveland fans. Because I think Boston. Oh, just fans as a city. I mean, fans. Cleveland sucks. So yes, the Dude, fans Cleveland are part of that. I everybody I, that talks I about really Cleveland like that, that, like comedians and stuff, and people that and wrestlers, people that are you know travel to towns. They they hate Cleveland. Like they see like how how the infrastructure is terrible, how the how the downtown's hard to get to, the airport's in a stupid place, you know that kind of shit. And then on top of it, Have you're you in Cleveland. Cleveland. No, fuck no, God no. Been to Columbus, <laughs> that was bad enough. <laughs> like why right. would anybody want well, to be next, next in Ohio? Here, I don't even you like being connected to Ohio in Pennsylvania. Like get the fuck out of here, Ohio. Damn, dude. I thought we were friends. That's how it would be. <laughs> All right, man. I love you, and thank you for taking my call and uh, let you get to the other guys. And uh, I'll try to send in a VIP after I get my people. I don't even know where this fucking pizza is. I don't even know. I got to <laughs> Yeah, man. You better go track your pizza, man. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate you. It's- Craig from Toledo, Ohio, the place that I was just uh, – it was so terrible. <laughs> but it is. He knows it is. He wakes up there every day. Let's, uh, let's, uh, hey, let's talk to Martin. Uh, Marty, what's happening? What so you're going to call my jokes terrible after he, after Craig, did that whole thing about the uh, you know not till it's I'm not till it's pretty smoked. sure I called that joke terrible. Yes, I don't Your recall. Jokes terrible. Ter- I, that joke was terrible. I called them both terrible. So you have a history. My jokes are not a long as history, Martin. Damn, going on a decade <laughs> of of uh, of terrible jokes. I'm sure you were making terrible jokes on the message board um, back in the torch message board days. So. Excuse me for uh, going easy on, a little easier on Craig. I thought we lived in a a country. I thought we lived in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. What happened to that? What happened? What happened to your support for the Constitution, Trav? Actually, you're presumed innocent (laughs) until proven guilty, and you're never presumed funny until you say something funny, and. you got a long ways to go there, Martin. <laughs> to speak fast. Uh, one day, one day I'll make you laugh with something. I don't know what, but I'll make you laugh with something. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, and by the way, because, you know, I'm not even a baseball fan, but I can tell you, after 108 years of not winning a championship and generally right. being a sucky team, the Cubs deserve a little. A yeah, little same brag, thing with Boston. Like, even though that's a terrible city and the people there are, are, are just gross in so many ways. Um, like, yeah, 80 something years, 108 years. 
Like, you, you can be an asshole. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you're going to get mad because that Eagles fan, like, ate the horse shit after he was drunk and had, you know, 5,000 people taunting him to do it. Like, hey, man, we finally won a Super Bowl. We won a championship in football for the first time in in uh, since 1960. Man, come on. Well, you, you can climb up. I wouldn't kid for a baseball team. Um, actually, I'm sorry to say this, Trav, but if someone put a gun to your head and said, you know, Marty, you got to eat shit to save Trav's life. Sorry, dude. I'd, I'd give you a good funeral, but that's about it. I mean, of all the shit you could eat, horse shit, like, you know, I would imagine would probably be the safest. You know, it's just hay. You know. Uh, I'd eat, I'm just saying, I'm I'd sorry, eat horse I, shit to save your life. I mean, but, but I guess I'm a better I, person than yeah. you, son, and that's fine. Hey, if that's what it takes to be a good person, you can be a better person than me, and I will gladly let you do it. Like when the like when um the girl the the woman on Seinfeld was trying to get Jerry to eat the eat the pizza after Poppy uh didn't wash his hands after taking a shit, and he just had his mouth like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, come on, Marty, eat the nuggety shit, or we're going to dip Travis in the fucking, you know, vat of acid. And you're just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. But I'm like, I'm screaming, like, Marty, do it. My toe is, like, already in it, and it's burning. I'm like, please, Marty, just eat the shit. He's just like, mm-mm. Son of a bitch. Nope, nope. <laughs> Did you ever see the gif of that? Uh, I don't know who, what, I don't know the name of the guy, but he's a black comedian, and he's shaking his head, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, Tracy, nope. Mar- uh, Tracy Morgan, yeah. He's in the car. Yeah. No, no, and it just gets increasingly and more increasingly angry with his nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of Tracy Morgan? I think he... Legend in the game. I'm, I'm, so- I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm too white to know about, the, about my black comedians. Oh, I don't even know any white comedians. See? It, and it's all coming together. You just don't, you know, why are you just the corniest man alive? Oh, fuck, I'm mixing, missing NXT, watching SmackDown. God damn it. See, Trev, you bring me on the show and your whole schedule goes to shit. Fuck. <laughs> no, I started watching SmackDown super late. Yeah. Usually like to be like a half hour into SmackDown by the time this show starts, and I didn't start SmackDown till 15 minutes into the show. So, and you probably didn't miss much. You don't even watch NXT, so I'm not True. trusting Where's your Cam? assessment. Cam had to go. Shit. Cam hung on longer this today than he he has. He usually does. He usually gives us a good hour and 15 minutes. Today he went about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. This is an open challenge to Cam. I dare you to be on long enough to take one of my calls. You hear me, Cam? I am, I am, this this is the open challenge. (laughs) I'm calling you out, Cam. You 24-hour exercise freak. I know, right? Damn, give it a rest. We get it. You got muscles. 
if they had done with Hogan and Savage what they're currently doing with Bailey and Sasha, <laughs> oh my God. would that have worked? Would that Hogan, have worked? Man, shut up, Marty. No, it wouldn't have worked. You know, goddamn well. That's my Hogan point. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know what, Marty? I don't think we should actually. I think, I think the right person in charge, and you hit the right tone with the therapy sessions. Could you imagine them trying to work? Them trying to work through with an eighty, whatever, like the eighties thought of what a therapist session was like, like that version. Uh, and you got Hogan, and you got Macho in like a colorful fucking cowboy hat and a, you know, uh, tassels and shit everywhere. And Ho- you know, because they can't show up to therapy and like Bailey and like I looked at Sasha like, why is Sasha in therapy in her four finger rings, like her boss legit boss <laughs> rings? Like they're both in like jeans and like regular clothes, but Sasha had to have you know her little her, her few gimmicks. But Bailey also had her ponytail on the side, so it's not like she was there. As Pam Martinez, uh, but that actually could have been good. Uh, obviously, the, they did monster business the way they did, and uh, yeah. I'm not sure if 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 that would have fit the tone. Uh, you know, you got your main audience is a bunch of ten year olds. I don't know if a therapy session in 1989, if that's like now therapy sessions are. In the mainstream, kids go to therapy. The kids are all doped up on fucking all kinds of pills and shit. Which, you know what, completely is going, you know, is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just want to say it, and I reminded myself. When people talk about, like, current, like, music, especially, like, uh, hip-hop, and they talk about, you know, oh, it's just pills and drugs, you know, and all that stuff. You you cannot expect to live in a society where 50% of eight-year-olds are on some kind of fucking prescription uh, 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 drug, not medicine. It's a, They're on drugs, various drugs, and not expect it to show up and manifest itself in various parts of the culture. All they do is talk about popping pills and blah, blah, because that's very acceptable to do in 2018. Everybody's mom is on pills. Everybody's kids are on pills. The teachers are on fucking pills. So let's stop with the bullshit. Yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to, to say that out of nowhere thought. This has been a public service announcement by Travis. Yeah. Back to yeah, you, Jim. Stop, being a fucking, uh, stop pretending you don't know what, what society you live in. Yeah. I'm blaming millennials for everything. Like, like they didn't have parents that raised them to be the way they are. We live in a society where participation trophies. Yeah, because when I was six, not me, but when I was six, uh, I wanted a participation trophy. No, that's for the parents. So the parents feel good about their kids, or don't feel good about their kids being losers, and they can just say everybody won or nobody lost. No. And then you and then you mad at how that generation turns out, or that it turns. I mean, yeah, stupid. To me, the central thing about the Sasha Bailey thing that doesn't work is that they turn on each. Is that and, and you know you can make the argument you know they're not t- heel turning on each other or you know whatever. But no, point my is, point is arguing, Sasha was the one doing the doing all the turning. They're arguing. They're fighting. They're making. Yeah. They're then they make up. Then they fight again. Then they make up, then they fight again. It's like, do it once and make it definitive. Yeah. 
this constant. I mean, you can do it twice. I mean, there's a story to be. No, 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 Marty. There's a story to be told where they where they have a blow up, and then they try to work it out, and it just they but it, but they've got these unresolved issues that only therapy, really, it should be only a match, or they just hate each other and are are for or you know, uh, forever villain uh, uh, adversaries. But the point is, you can do it twice. But not three times, not four. You can't drag it out for yes, six exactly. months. Exactly. And at the same, and They're at the and while you're doing that, make out. your baby face look like a complete chump, ninety percent of the time. And if they had done, and if they had done that, it's not so much the therapy with Hogan and Savage that wouldn't have worked. It's the fact that they, they fight, they make up, they fight, they make up, dragging it mm. out. That would yeah. have made it completely and totally ineffective. Totally. I mean, destroyed. and they and they did drag it out. They got it. They got it. They got that thing to go a year. You know, um, you know, WrestleMania so four. Their pals. The I don't know when that actual tension started. You know uh, how how long. So they uh, so Savage wins in March or April eight of of uh, of of uh, eighty eight. Yeah. So when does the tension start? Fall '88, summer after SummerSlam, their tag match. Yeah, I, yeah the, I think I think the fall. Yeah, I I think it started. Oh, wait, um, uh, I think it I think it started around SummerSlam '88 because that was when Elizabeth took off her took off the bottom half of her dress. And showed her bikini, and then Hogan, and the, to distract uh, DiBiase and Andre, and then Hogan and Savage won, and then Hogan was, you know, hugging her, and Savage was like, "What the fuck?" And, and, Is that and when uh, he put her on the shoulder, and and Hogan had touched her butt? Uh, yeah. Maybe the um, next, the next indignant, in, in indignity yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, and the final and the final one was when Akeem flattened Elizabeth and Hogan carried her out to the to the back. That was on yeah. Saturday Night's Man event. That's when it. That's when the the heel turn was complete, and it was brilliant the way they did it. It it went a long time, but it you wouldn't. It didn't feel like a long time, and it was brilliant. This what they're doing with Sasha. Well, you were also like ten or whatever. Yeah. But you know, looking back, I'm saying on if, if you went and watched it now as a forty-year-old, it wouldn't be just as compelling. Uh, uh, but you were also a kid. True, but you know, it was it. You know, it was it was done very very well. And what they're doing with Sasha and Bailey is not being done well. <laughs> it's just not interesting. Not compelling. It's dragged out. It's like I don't want to watch this. Yeah. It, it, it's like constantly trying to coordinate Roman Reigns after like three or what is it? Like the fourth WrestleMania, he's main evented. Four straight. Damn. As, as Ron Simmons would say, damn. Mhm. Yep, we'll get five straight uh, <laughs> next year unless you know it's Ronda <laughs> and Charlotte or something. But did, did you see the gift? Did you ever see the gift of you know Roman you know pumping his fist for the Superman punch and Vince having an orgasm? It's just going nuts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that's 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 some great stuff right there. Indeed. So, all right, Mark. Yeah. Good stuff. Good Don't stuff. And uh, one of these days, you will laugh at one of my jokes. Yeah, I'm just going to end that there. Going to end the conversation on that. Okay, if you say so, Marty. Uh, let's get another non-VIP email in real quick. Um, uh, JC doesn't say if he's VIP or not, so I'll just assume he's not. And just to be safe, read it here. Uh, hey, guys, it's JC from Denton, Maryland. Uh, so what if, since Brock's not showing up even for SummerSlam, what if Brock decides to come out and say he's cashing in? Oh, what if Braun decides to come out and say he's cashing in against Brock to force him to show up so we can get a t- the title off him, then continue the lash continue the Lashley Reigns feud for a while, and just for the sake of this, have Lashley go over in the Royal Rumble, and then have Roman throw a fit to turn it into a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Just an idea. Love the show. Uh, probably the best color commentary I've heard in a live show slash podcast form. Thanks for the last. Oh, cool. Thanks. But then he had a follow-up. I forgot to ask as well, are you guys invested into the all-in show, Cody Rhodes and the Bullet Club, put together? I mean, we're going to watch. As far as invested I am, Rich, uh, my VIP co-host, he's going. He cashed in his uh, frequent flyer miles to get to Chicago. Um, so he bought his ticket the day they went on sale and cashed in his, uh, cashed in his flight, his, his, Frequent flyers. Um, I think there's a small outside chance Cam might be there to try to do a, a you know an East Coast cast kind of thing, part of Starcast maybe. I don't know if he can wiggle his way into that. Um, so yeah, I mean we're on a watch in some way. I don't know how if it's going to be a pay per view. Or, or what, but yeah, we're definitely all in. And and as far as Brock showing up, yeah, I don't think I like any of that that stuff he just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, because what does he care if Braun calls him out? It's oh, she go, uh oh. Lacey, Ev- I mean, uh, La- uh, what's her name? Cassidy. Whoa! She slapped Ronda. Ra- I mean, she slapped the shit out of Shayna Baszler. Um, Gargano's wife. What's her name? Fuck. Oh, she told her, "Won't you stick to being a sidekick?" And she slapped the shit out of Baszler. Damn, they're gonna try and get me to like her little dumbass. She corny as fuck. I don't want to like her, but they put her against Shayna Baszler. I don't think I got a choice. Look at Sarah Del Rey. What is her name? What the hell is, uh... Hey, hey, Darrell, real quick. What's Gargano's wife's name? He's killing me. Oh. Huh? Gargano's wife's name. What's, what's her name? Yeah. 
Hold on, it comes yeah. to me in a second. <laughs> Oh, you're supposed to be with me. <laughs> Willis, what's uh, what's her face's name? Gargano's wife's name. Who? Gargano's Candace wife, Candice LeRae. God damn it. Sean just hit, Sean hit me up on Facebook. I am like Candice LeRae. So uh, thanks, y'all. The third time's a charm. Yeah, now I'm going to have to cheer for Candice fucking LeRae because she's going up against that horrible piece of garbage. Uh, Shayna Baszler. So, um, so yeah. So back to JC's email. Uh, Brock not showing up. Braun decide. Yeah, Braun calling them out. Yeah, they're in a bit. They're in a pickle. I don't know what they're going to do. Because I don't think they're going to want to take the title off of Brock. They'd rather Brock go into that UFC fight in November as the champion, just so they could get their name out there and stuff. Um. Shit, can you imagine Brock don't defend that title till Royal Rumble? That'd be so absurd. So yeah, JC, appreciate that. And uh, back to the phone lines we go. That's three one two. Who's this? Chicago? Uh oh, Dakota. Every week, Dakota Kai is growing on me. I wish that was literal. Look at Lacey Evans' uh, old ass hat and purse. <laughs> Yo, she's just stuck in the roaring 20s or whatever the fuck. A lady with class and sophistication. Class, confidence, and sophistication. Matches up so fucking dope. They give you a week in advance for like, and and just makes it. Feel, I mean, I gotta explain to y'all, or at least most of y'all. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just give you time to like go. Ooh, I can't wait to see Dakota Kai and Lacey Evans. And now they're about to have a match that they set up last week. Vanessa Bourne and uh, I think Kyrie Sane. Vanessa Bourne is so fucking corny. Like she's finer than a motherfucker, but she is trash. Like just that her outfit is trash. Like anybody that wears like a a one piece thing that's supposed to, that looks like lingerie or like a nighty teddy or whatever the fuck. You know they trash. You know they can't go. <laughs> They're just like, all right, look at look at my body. Look at me in this sexy one piece lingerie thing. But goddamn, she's fine. She'd have, she'd another one that would have fit perfectly in that 05 to 2010 Divas uh, Diva search. You know, her, Candace Michelle, Carmella, Kelly Kelly. Yeah. 
and Cand- and, and Carmella and is Vanessa Bourne. They'd have probably stood out because they probably better athletes, better wrestlers. Uh, so anyway, three one two. This is familiar. Is it Chicago or something? Uh, who's it, this? It's Sean, on? man. You know who it is. It's Sean. Oh God damn it! Problematic Sean. What's happening? <laughs> Come on, man. I just got. I just shot you that answer, man. Oh, right on, on Messenger, man. It's Candace LeRae. He was struggling yeah. like a motherfucker, too. <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't want to like her anyway, man. She's still too corny. And Vanessa, Vanessa Bourne dresses like Sindel from Mortal Kombat, dude. I don't fuck with that either. Wait, who's Mortal Kombat? Yeah, but, uh, Vanessa Bourne dresses like Sindel from Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, shit. I don't even... There's a Shin, there's a character oh, named damn. Shindale. In Sin, Sindale. Just trust me. Sindale. Just look it up. You'll be like, oh shit, that is that one piece. Long boots and a one piece. Look like lingerie. <laughs> or Katana or Molina. It don't matter. Any one of them. They interchangeable. Yeah. So uh, a couple things. Uh, I uh, I actually um, spoke to somebody directly that used to uh, work with uh, Chris Hardwick. Uh, he he was an mm-hmm. on-air personality. He was on G4 TV. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, he was like one of my first Twitter friends, like my very first Twitter person I followed. And uh, he was saying how once Chris Hardrick kind of got on, that he kind of blacklisted dudes, and he was one of them. And I had asked him, I said, how come you didn't get, like, how come I don't see you that much anymore? And he was like, well, you know, since he got on with Nerdist, he just kind of, cut everybody out and kind of monopolize nerd culture. And there was like something happening the weekend. Uh, Chris Hardridge's ex-girlfriend wrote that. And uh, he got blacklisted from an event because of it. Like they weren't letting him in. and it, it took a whole lot of politicking for him to even get in because they, you know, he got blacklisted and that story had just came out. And so, he, you know, so they wouldn't let him into the event for the longest time, but he ended up getting in and stuff. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of weird because I didn't think he he would actually personally respond because he you know we had a little back and forth before, but yeah, he just straight up like within an hour was like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Thanks for supporting me. So yeah, I mean that, that's unfortunate that you know that stuff had to happen, man. But like, I, I can't say that I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's how people use their power. If he's blacklisting people, then yeah. that's pretty easy to go from, you know, um, basically rape to blacklisting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I think you can be like a scum, a, a, a Hollywood scumbag and, you know, be, be above it all and have your little cliques and, you know, blacklist people that you don't and still not like, you know, be a piece of shit to women. No, you can. I'm just saying, like, I could, I could see you having that. Oh, it's definitely pretty, not like a, a a huge leap from. Man, that got you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so with with Fandango uh, out of action for a while, and they got a few injuries. Do you think that we might see the old Tyler Breeze? Because I remember Takeover Brooklyn when he came out and when the show started. Like, I like fell in love with wrestling again. But he came out with all the models and stuff. They were in Brooklyn. They had the runway. Yeah. He was wrestling Juice and Thunder Liger. Like, everything was on point. And I thought he was going to be money when he got to the uh, 
main roster. But, you know, they put him in a fashion. Fashion police has been good, but, like, do you think we'll see yeah, Tyler and that was, come back? The, the fashion police was one of those things that saved him from not being fired, like, a year ago. Like, they just put them together, and it started to get over, and it started to work. And they're like, oh, okay. And here we are a year and a half, whatever, later, and it's and it's still, like, a thing that, that you know, in the spot it, it's in, but still, it's still a thing, and it's over. Um, I, I, it was one of those things, if, I never thought Tyler Breeze, like, Tyler Breeze, NXT is the perfect environment for, for him for at his size with that kind of gimmick. Like, you know in WWE on the main roster, they're not going to do anything but comedy with him, and that's all he's done. He hasn't yeah. done anything serious since he's been on the main roster. But he can, He's though. been a like, serious job. He's been he in can. serious matches that he's lost, but anything that he's, like, featured and he's the star, it's all silly. I mean, I know he's not an Elias, but I see him, like, right, like right, I see him in a in a continental uh, picture. Well, maybe not IC title because the men's actually yeah. really made that pretty prestigious. Like U.S. title is definitely below that, but I can see him having a U.S. title, you know, over on SmackDown pretty easily. Maybe it would take some. It would take some time. It would take some build, some rehab. I think it, it's not. I think uh, it absolutely is a must that you would have to rehab him even if you wanted to put the US title on him. You'd have to get him put him in a feud that you that you you know made time for and have him win the feud over the course of a month or so and then put him in and and then have him just keep winning man. You just can't have him losing. You can't have him looking like you know a joke and being silly. Because, again, Shinsuke is about to win that title. Imagine if he, what, he's going to challenge Shinsuke as, 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 you know. No, I mean, he's out of place now for it. I just thought that, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, three months from now, maybe they get him to somewhere where he's taken a little bit more seriously. But, I mean, I don't see that happening necessarily. But it's, it's possible, I think. I mean, with another injury, let's say Dolph gets injured, then you got to, you know, reshuffle and move some people up. And I think he's got enough of a personality to carry something. We see that with Fashion File. Ooh, damn, boring. So uh, I know everybody's talking about how, how good the Roman Reigns segment was. I don't think so. I, it's unbelievable to me because the first thing he, we see on Raw is Roman walking, right? That's cool. I'm, I'm all with that. Then Bobby Lashley steps in front of him, and he said, if you call me, don't call me out to the ring. Why don't he just whoop his ass right there? Beat like, him up I right there. Him. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns mean, shuts his mouth, bitches up, and then proceeds to go to the ring and say, come on out. He's right in front of you, nigga. Just punch him in his face. So I don't, I don't even buy that. I was all for it. I was like, yeah, Raw's going to be good. It's a go-home show. And then he not punches him in the face. That's one of those, it's wrestling, and they got to be theatrical and over the top. So go to the ring, call the guy out. I mean, I, I chalked that up. And why not his ass to the back and have it spill through the curtains? You could be theatrical and over the top by fighting there. Okay. Starting the show, I mean, rolling they up. didn't. The they went the thing. way they did. I, I don't have, I mean, the the, the point got across, the, the, the idea got across, the, the way they actually physically executed it. 
It's just a matter of style. And you're just you're arguing style over you know, the it substance just, of it. And the it substance was more, of it was, well, was good. The substance of it was cool. I mean, it was just if, he was if right you have, it's kind of weird. You have, if you do it your way, you don't get to have uh, you don't get to have Roman and have his Brock Lesnar insinuation. You know, I could come out here and say a lot of things. You know that thing he said. So it's, there's a, I mean, there's a reason. And the ring, and you want it, and you want it, you want it in the ring. Yeah, they could spill and and fight backstage, yeah. but you can have Kurt my come my, out more, my concern stuff. is. My my concern is the damn, like, why were all those wrestlers just waiting to run out when Kirk waved them down? Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, I ain't going running out there, know. especially with Mike Finn Balor. Like, I got a match later. Helping people. I can get security. Mojo Riley don't give a security. shit. Like, why was Mojo Riley there helping? I was like, hey, dude, you you beat the shit out of a cheeseburger two weeks ago. You know, like, <laughs> you don't care about helping these guys. You should let them kill each other. You should be whooping somebody's ass. You know, like yeah. JBL and Blue Meanie. <laughs> like, yeah, just taking yeah. cheap shots at people. It's just we. I didn't. I didn't. I, like it's weird when you see the people come out and help it. I see Kurt Hawkins uh, helping. That's cool. But like Mojo Riley ain't got no damn business out there. It makes more sense for you as if you, if it was a real like GM. You tell Brock, I mean, uh, not Brock, Braun to go out there and hold one of them down. Like, that makes sense, you know? And it it's still a job, so I'm not going to be like, oh, Braun would never do that. Like, no, Braun wants a fucking job, so Braun would go out there and hold Bobby Lashley down or get in Roman's face and tell him to stop. That's pretty good. That builds tension, too. Then they got, like, Roman left and came back. I'm like, dude, you left and came back twice because the first time you left, you were, he was in your face. It, that was just weird to me, the the way it all started. And I liked the way it started at first, and then, but then he left. Like, I thought something was going to happen, but there was no altercation. So it was just kind of weird to me, you know? What uh, the hell is that little sh- dance Kyrie saying does at the end? Like, what the fuck? That shit looks stupid. So, uh, like I got, uh, so you think... Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You think Tommaso Ciampa... Is uh, actually going to win the title because I know uh, the word is you know Alistair Black ain't really doing that much with it. Uh, but or do you think they're going to interject Gargano he, during the match? He ain't and have been exactly put in a position to do much with it. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> Alistair Black ain't doing much with the championship. Like he's doing what he's told to do. <laughs> like he's fighting the guys. I, and I he's think Ian Alma should have held him longer, but. No, I mean that's just what people are saying. That's what critics say. Like, yeah, oh, Alex Black mean, doesn't have a great run. He does. There are right, there hasn't been really a few is. that's caught people's attention. That's all it is. There's been blood fe- or like uh, grudge mat grudge feuds and blood feuds that have been that have outshined the tie the main title, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, could, I mean, damn. Champion doesn't have to be the absolute main focus of everything all the time. The fact that the main champion that he's not makes the show way more uh, to me more intriguing. That the tag teams and the, the no, you right. I like that. I like when the belts. Yeah. 
I like when the belt's not the main thing because that means it still is the main thing. It's just that somebody else got more beef. It's like, cool, if if this – let's say you got two or three stories that are even better by then the title than good. It's usually never two or three, just one. But, like, I'm okay with that because it's still the title. And then that just makes the title even better when one of those guys even gets it. Like, team hell no, like, if whatever happens with that, you know, it'd be cool to see, you know, maybe Bryant transition to do something with that. I, I don't think he will, but um, uh, so you think Gargano might uh, I don't know. interfere I just with this. it? Or? Oh, I just watched this interaction between <laughs> Gargano caught up with uh, Black backstage and was like, Champa can't wait. Oh, my God, DDT, that motherfucker on the concrete. Off a massage Ooh, table. Champa, wait, Champa did it? Champa did that to uh, Gargano? So, so Gargano was talking to him backstage, like on a loading dock, like he can't win. And they had a little tense moment. And, Gar- and Black's like, I can. I was talking to you, so I can really hear. And he's like, you know, saying something back to him. And then he finally walks away. And then he walks through a, a door, like loading dock doors. <laughs> Champa comes out of nowhere, just. Blasts him from behind, throws him on top of a massage table, DDTs him off the massage table like Randy Orton style, like on the you know when he's got the guy's shins on the on the middle rope, right onto the concrete of this of the of the you know the hallway. Whew. I I think I think now you guys were talking earlier about who's a bigger star than Triple H. Like Cam brought it up, or who could be a bigger well, who star? Who could be? I think if you brought up if you brought up a, a um faction or something with Champa, like if Champa was somehow leader of sanity or something, maybe. Maybe. I it's a long shot, but I think you got enough athleticism in it. I think you got a built in storyline. It just I mean, you can have them feud with people. I think Champa's a really you good imagine? personality. I just don't know if it's yeah. Champa gets called up to SmackDown and then like wiggles his way into sanity and like usurps Eric Young's power. I mean, I, I don't think it's worth doing. I, don't, I think he's bigger than sanity no. on the on the but main that would roster. Be so but dope. That could that could work. I mean, that's what he is. Like he is just a one man sanity right now. I think it's good, but I mean, I don't, I just don't think that they would put enough in his promos to like own stuff. I don't know, man. He's he's a really good bad guy. Like, I love him, but I love to hate him. I'm like, oh, that guy's an asshole. So maybe you maybe know, he's, Champa, he's really but good. I don't think people aren't willing to go certain lengths. And I, I just don't know if they let – with Roman always at the top, I don't know if they'll let you be that. Like, they won't let Seth be that. Seth is on the cover yeah. of a fucking video game now. It's AJ Styles. But, like, you can easily just let Seth win the damn universal title. You know, you or or just make. I, I hate interim titles too, but I don't see how you get around it. I don't see how you get around not making an interim title. I don't. Could, uh, if Brock, like you said, could you imagine Brock not defending it to Royal Rumble? Like, can you I can't actually imagine. see I mean, that? I can't. You know, I mean, I didn't think. He not defended at SummerSlam, so what the fuck? There's another season. Who cares? I think he yeah, hurt I, I himself, just, I think but again, it, he doesn't care about his legacy yeah. and none of that stupid shit. I think if you put an interim title on him, he's fine. 
I, I, on Seth Rollins, I think it's fine. I, I I think sure. Well, you don't have a real champ, and Brock he's got to face Brock. Sure, but like let's say he doesn't face Brock, and Roman wants to. You got you got all your beef right there. Good. It's it's a storyline. So there you go. Just give him a fucking title just so he can have it, and then you can talk all the shit you want later. Like who cares? You know, Brock. I mean, once he's out of the company, he doesn't care about that title anymore. But speaking of Brock, I got him as my number one. I got Brock, and then Angle is number one, uh, one and two. Sometimes I interchange them, but um, usually it's Brock. I just think who's one and two. Uh, if I had to pick uh, Brock, the top top ten uh, top WWE guy for me. As, as, as like He's one top, and two, one or dude. two. I got Brock as one, and I got Angle as two. You've got Brock as the number one. What the, what the number fuck? fucking one. Well, hey, you want to go through it? We can. You got Brock Lesnar over Hulk Hogan, I Stone Cold Brock. Steve Austin, Bruno. Get the fuck out of here, Sean. Come on. I got Brock. Why, Brock why, is why, solidly why number like twenty one. I, I put him in top, he's top 25 21. easily, easily. Yeah, I think I think you can maybe make a – you better have your, you know. If you, you got Jericho ahead of him, okay. Cat boots Who do you on have if you want to make a top 10 argument. But top five, top two, number one, fuck you, Sean. Got him at one. Come on. Hey, man. <laughs> Why? It's just opinion-based, though. Like, I take a lot of stuff your from it. sucks. To make it. <laughs> It's unpopular, okay? I'm not yeah, here to make problems. What about Kurt, then? What about what exactly you put Kurt? Here for? I know Brock, people don't like Brock, but, like, what about Kurt? I think, I, I think Kurt's top ten. I think that's a, a, sure, a sure bet. Just because he just – I have an issue with the length. Like, you, you, like the people that are top, top five and top two, three, five, and ten – had to have done what they did for a long time and be effective at it for a long time. Lesnar, 02 to 04, as, as good as he was and as and big of an impact and the difference he made back then, it just he never got, you know, past a certain point. And then Lesnar, 12 to, to now, you know, like great, the UFC draw, you know, that aura, Suplex City and all that, but it's, you know, he's not having – he has like yeah. two like really memorable matches in that whole run in the last six years. Um, and even saying all that, I still think he's top twenty-five. I think he's you can make a case for him to be like eighteen well, or twenty-two or some shit. I split it up a lot but differently though. Like I, I, I split myself up a lot differently. Like like Hogan's not like Hogan and Flair's and like maybe even in Macho Man guys who who are like still have a legacy that's so far outside of wrestling that people still say, oh, yeah, and stuff like that, they they don't count in the, in the top stuff because they're just very different. It's hard to say Ric Flair or Hogan, both. You can't really, you know what I'm saying, you can't really split hairs and say uh, which one's better than the other because they both transcend the sport to me. Same thing with Macho Man. You know, if you so you're if you're penalizing known them for out, being too good, no, being not too iconic, they're in so the they category. No, they're in a category all their own. They're they're they transcend. But if the and, category and is honestly, top twenty five or top five or top ten, 
WWE all time, they have to be a part of that category. You can't then go if the question is framed, you can't go making your own subcategories and then and then want people to understand what your reasoning. Like, no, that ain't how the question was asked. No, I, the question I, how I automatic I automatically take them out, and it's kind of weird because what WWE considers canon because they consider like it's weird because they don't consider anything Kurt Angle did, you know, in TNA, which is understandable because he wasn't in WWE. But, they but then they'll turn around and say some like shit NWA, WCW stuff. Right, but then they'll say some shit about yeah, Brock Lesnar. But Flair is on my top. So I don't think do Flair is a top twenty-five WWFE uh, wrestler. I don't think his ninety-one to ninety-three run is anything is uh, no, enough to so. get him no, in that top, him top twenty-five. Fuck no. I don't have him in there, but name, name some guys. Sure. Name some guys with uh, winning records a, against the Undertaker and John uh, Cena. Brock Lesnar, he only lost to them like once that I can recall. Both of them. He's got a, a loss to Taker, and he's got a loss to Cena. Just one. And all, right, all the time I mean... he faced them. And he beat Taker in a hell in a cell. This is, it's not that easy, though. Like, yeah, and he did, he beat him at, he beat him at WrestleMania, but that's whatever. I and know, I it's get just it, a slippery, you know, he, when you start talking about records and who beat who in pro wrestling, it's like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know I get it, because, like, John Cena's, like, really all-time greatest, because. Yeah. Right, or Undertaker's, but, whatever, he, he beat everybody. And he certainly beat everybody at WrestleMania right. until, until Lesnar and right. Roman, but still. I, I think it does But Undertaker's It's weird, like you like, say, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It is. So, all right, I'm going to switch my way to the next caller. So. <laughs> right, I feel you. All right. <laughs> Don't be a stranger. Right, take it easy, man. Good talk. <laughs> I looked at the clock. I got damn five minutes to fucking eight. Uh, Willis. Yeah. On the show. What's happening? What up, Trash? I'm trying to figure out what people see what was good about that pull-apart, because that was one of the worst pull-aparts I've seen in a long time, because they looked like they were too scared to even hit each other. They looked like they were two girls. They looked like two schoolgirls slapping each other in the middle of the ring. That shit looked whack. Who? Roman and and Lashley? Roman and Lashley. They They looked like they were two. All right, all right. It was a fucking standard pull apart brawl that was really that was pretty damn exciting. Shut up. Stop trying to down, uh downplay everything that Roman Reigns is a part of. It was a decent, no, exciting pull apart brawl, Willis. Period. No, it wasn't. Compared compared to Brock Lesnar and John Cena when Brock Lesnar busted John Cena's lip open. Nah, uh uh-uh, uh, that's one was some bullshit. I mean that was good. Brock also had a good pull apart with Taker, you know, that one time. Um, but hold up, before you get to that, I got a reply to. I don't think he's listening live, but um, so Edgar resp- asked me earlier in the week because he listened to. Uh, I went, oh, oh, it was VIP. So I, I got into it with Autumn last week because I said. My hot take last week were blueberries ain't shit outside when they're not connected to bread, right? Like eating blueberries out of the, out, you know, out of the basket, out of the, you know, it's just like they're just nothing but a, a flavorless, gooey grape. 
And until you put it in with heat and bread, that's when blueberries shine. Muffins, bagels, donuts, pie, that kind of shit. And oh, oh, I didn't say pie at first. Then my man jumped in and was like, "Don't forget pie," and I was like, "That's right." Thanks for strengthening my point. And then autumn shows up like pies and bread. Like, uh, okay, autumn, what the fuck is between the pie pan and the and the and the filling? Oh, that's sugar crusted. It's dough. I was like, okay, so what did bread start out as? And then she want to get all metaphysical, like, well. Well, we all start out as we're all matter, and it just devolved into her just not wanting to concede the, concede the point, the obvious point that pie crust is bread. Like it's just a stupid thing to argue, right? So Edgar asked right. me um, last week, "Is your blue hate on blueberries a result of plastic packaged store berries? Picking your own is much better in flavor." And I didn't answer because, like, I mean, I just didn't care enough to really get into the, like, like, okay, I'm sure wild, fresh berries are better, or blueberries are better than, like, the ones you get, you know, and the, I mean, I don't see why they should be that much better. A fucking apple is delicious. I don't think if I go and pick one off a fucking tree, it's going to be that much better than the one I get in the fucking, you know, from the store, from the farmer's market. Like, it's still an apple. Like, it doesn't change that much because it's, like, right off the – so I just never answered him because I just didn't have an answer. Like, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> so he says, never got a response on Trav Lord and his hate of blue things. Now I hate blue things. I don't know where this came from. By the way, if a pie crust, if a pie crust is bread, which it is – then why is a pie, then is a pie really an open-faced sandwich? <sighs> I just feel like I'm being trolled now, right? Like, you no, are. a pie is a fucking pie. Like, it's not a sandwich. Like, why is sandwiches being bought into the equation? And I'm just going to ignore it, because I don't think he's looking for a proper answer. I think he's trying to rile me up. And I won't give you the satisfaction, Edgar, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How in what world is pie crust not bread? Like, seriously. What the fuck delusion, deluded fucking planet are these people living on where pie crust that's made from dough, not bread? Oh, no, it's not a loaf of bread. It's still fucking made from flour and, you know, blah, 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 however it's made. Anyway... Uh, you know what else? Uh, uh, you know what else pissed me off about that damn segment when I oh thought boy. about it? Roman Reigns left still when, standing and breathing. No, when Roman jumped, did his super, did his splash over the ring, and he knocked yeah. down the whole entire roster. Willis, why are you that's acting like that's the first time you've ever seen that? I remember, like, but I remember when when RVD came back a few years ago. Somebody did a top rope move. He wasn't nowhere near. He was like on the outer edges of the of the pile, and the guy splashed through just like Roman did, except jumping off the top rope. And like RVD, just like, ugh, like the fakest fall. It was so corny. He's like, man, you could tell RVD isn't invested. 
just by how he took that bump and how garbage it was. But the point but is, dumb. my point is, we've seen that a million times, but again, because it's Roman Reigns. It, but it was a whole roster. People even like Ben Balor, the damn APA, I mean, Officers of Pain, uh, and all, yeah. every, it was everybody. It wasn't just the the Java Java people. It was people like Bobby Roode and all them people. Usually when locker room fill out, it's usually the job guys that come out or the people left on the car. You had, like, some of the main people out there falling like they was getting hurt. God, look That's at Tyler fucking Bate. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Tyler Bate has <laughs> Roger Strong on his shoulders in, like, a fireman's carry, and he just did a, a, a sp- an airplane spin. I mean... Uh, the the spin like Cesaro does to uh, to Kyle O'Reilly, so he's airplane spinning the guy on his shoulders and and spinning spinning the guy by his legs. On the, shit, that guy's a fucking beast. Good lord. Uh, and but yeah, we've seen I'm that. Trying out, well, I'm trying to figure out. Well, I'm trying to figure out why the hell is they gonna make the damn. Extreme Rules pay-per-view start at fucking 7 o'clock. Not the pre-show, the regular show at 7 o'clock. And then you know they're going to end that shit around about 11.30. Yeah, Yeah, they ain't learned their lesson from Backlash. And that's the same fucking crowd that was at Backlash because they're going to be in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, New Jersey. Basically going to be the same damn crowd. If they don't put AJ Styles and Rusev as the main event, their ass is going to be looking dumb. Because I can, I can hear the um, infamous beat the traffic, boring. We don't want to see this match. Both of them. You don't want to see it now. I mean, you might not want to see it now. I get that, but you don't think the they're, that they created an, an atmosphere where people might want to actually see see that match, especially the finish? No, because people on Reddit already even said that if AJ and um, the fans on WWE Reddit already said that Roman and um, Bobby Lashley is the main event and not AJ and um, Rusev, they said they're going to walk out during the match again. They didn't already said that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a lose lose situation because nobody was really into Bobby Lashley at all for real since he came back and everybody basically even got sick of Roman because as, as soon as he come before his music even start they start booing him and you know that crowd is gonna be the same as that crowd from damn um backlash so they already pissed off as it is. So they need to what they need to do is put that damn mask in the middle of the show so people won't be it is volatile behind it. Because basically once Dolph Ziggler and Seth had that match and then when um Hell No and the Bludgeon Brothers had that match and probably the AJ and um Rusev match the fans gonna be tired of shit, and if that's your, if that's gonna be your last show, main event, Roman versus Lashley in that crowd, that crowd, crowd gonna either be two things: they gonna be tired, the kids gonna be like, I wanna go home, I'm getting tired, I don't wanna watch this no more, 
So, mm-hmm. and the parents going to be like, we, we need to get the hell out of here because traffic going to be a bitch. So, well, they, you don't have to worry about they, school. That's that's not a, uh, you know. Well, you do have people have, um, taking their kids to summer camp and all that kind of stuff as well, too. So that makes a big difference, too. And that traffic of Jersey is a hot damn mess. So, uh, well, it's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, that's even worse. So they down in that pit. It's literally a pit when you go to Pittsburgh. It's just a big old hole in the ground. Because <laughs> I've been up there a while, but we'll see what's going to happen. It's a couple of matches I'm looking forward to, but the build-up to the show has been very lackluster to me on both Raw and SmackDown. I don't know what's going on. Which McCon had that um Ratings were so bad this week. They said this was the lowest in history in a long time. Yeah, but I think that's that's just because the last few weeks of shows have been haven't been great. So they paid for it on a show that should have been highly rated. It was good. It was good. It, it's not mm-hmm. like it was a dull show that that should have that deserved the lowest rating in however many years or whatever. Ever. Well, every, a lot of people I talked to said they was. Highly disappointed and, and thought the show was boring. So uh, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out with what Monday the show. Thing. Monday show was good. Yes, a lot of people I heard on a lot of different sites and online they said they thought it was one of the weakest shows they ever seen. They said the only only highlight of the show was Seth and um, Drew McIntyre. That's the only thing anybody talked about. They said everything else was just. Dumb or nonsensical. That's it. And everybody pissed about the um, Bailey and Sasha joint because they know that they could be doing something better with them, especially what they did with them in NXT. So a lot of people was just like, they they, they tired of it. They got to do something. Eva put the belt on Seth Rollins or, or Braun Strowman or get brought, they just dropped the title or something. They got to do something, because if they try to put the title on Roman at SummerSlam, that shit ain't going to work. New York is going to... You thought they was mad when they had the universal title the first time when... um, What's his face? When um, Finn won that joint, and as soon as they he rose up the universal title, everybody started booing. If Roman raised that joint, nope, don't be wait, shocked. It's going to be... Uh, that happened? I don't remember that happening. Yes, it I happened. remember Finn Balor yeah. holding up the title and getting booed. He did go back and watch that joint because I was there live. He was getting cheered until he held up the Universal title and they booed the shit out of the title. Finn had to drop that joint down to get cheered again. Oh, they booed the title? Yeah, they booed the title. Oh, they were just mad that they created this new title, like, I guess. I'm trying to remember yep. two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're so you're, saying, you're just to be clear, they were not booing Finn. They were booing the title. They were booing the title. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So hmm. I don't. So it's gonna be straight. It's gonna be rough. The only thing that's gonna say it is when if they decide to put the title on Roman, is to have Braun come out and cash that joint. That's the only way it's gonna say that main event. If that's what they gonna go. Dude, that's if Brock even showed back up. The Brock like fuck this shit. I'd rather get my twenty five million dollars. 
I'm sorry. I'm watching this main event on NXT, and the Mustache Mountain guy, Trent Seven, is in a leg lock for so long. And Trent Seven is, I mean, and, and Tyler Bate is just on the, you can't reach him for a tag. I don't know if the ref said if you get, if you interfere one more time, you get DQ, but who cares? Save your tag titles. He's just standing on the apron, maybe going to throw in the towel. Maybe not. He threw the towel in. He threw the towel in. And one thing I'm shocked about on WWE Network right now, you know they got something to wrestle with, right? Guess, yeah. guess who that? Guess who they doing on that joint? They doing CM Punk. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it, interesting to see the story that was going on. I would not be surprised if this was like, man, my late ratings are getting low. I'm getting ready to get in that Fox deal. If we don't bring the ratings that we want, they they could can us. What can we do to Pull make people start watching us again? Let's go big, big, see and pump to come back. Because <laughs> usually WWE do this kind of funny stuff when they start bringing up names that they normally don't bring up to try to get them to come back, even though we'll see. they ain't it's one rating. Look, if they bounce back and and do a decent number on Monday, then. Then next week we won't be having this, you know, a similar conversation. If they follow up the lowest rating ever with the second lowest rating or third lowest rating, we could, yeah, okay, we could start seeing like uh, how they react. And but I don't it, think it, it all. It's, I'm it, telling you, it's a culmination depends. of the last four, four or five weeks. They just paid for it on a show that deserved better, but that it, show got, I, it all, you know. Paid for her mm-hmm. sins to of me, the, the last the month prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it all hinges on who wins that main event. If the main event is Roman versus Lashley, I think if Lashley win that joint, people will come to watch it because they gonna think Lashley gonna be in line for the title, and they gonna actually put a title on a black man. I think that might drive, <laughs> drive people to come watch that yeah. joint. Yeah. I think you're being a little. Uh... I don't think that's what's, yeah, I don't think people, yeah, I don't think that's even a thought in people's mind. But, all right, let me get my last caller, Willis, man, we'll talk. All right. And uh, last caller, let's go to uh, go down to Georgia, talk to wow. Darrell. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What's going on, Trav? Not too much, what's on your mind? Not too much, man. I want to start off by saying congratulations to Travis Scott. You have won the award, the award of the year for um, best come up, and I'm proud of that man. You done shot up. What did he win? Shot up the club and hit the jackpot. Oh shit! Who 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 he put a baby in? You know Travis Scott got the baby by Kylie Kylie Jenner, and you know she was just on the cover of Forbes um, today or yesterday. Um, she about to be uh-huh. a billionaire. Three years, it took her three years to um those makeup companies oh, her makeup. done um yeah. averaged up to nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> She's about to be the youngest billionaire ever from man or woman. Younger than even Mark Zuckerberg. So <laughs> he done shot up the club Mark. and hit jackpot. 
I know that's I hope you don't think the baby's going to have the same, uh, like, fam. She did all that was cosmetic. Your baby can still be ugly. Yeah, probably so. But who knows? It doesn't matter when you got married. Everybody thinks you look good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. We get the baby fucking surgery. (laughs) Yep. When you got money, everybody everybody thinks you look good. Dude, that would make a fat man go shirtless and show his gut <laughs> and be rocking it. Oh, I got money. I look sexy. <laughs> but had to get that up to him, you know, big. It'd be Rick Ross in the, in the, in the kitchen uh, staring at a piece of shrimp or a piece of steak, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> that made me was hilarious the stuff people were putting on that. I see we're looking at that state. But, um, yeah, man, just wanted to say that. And um, shout out to Willie. Willie's just the most consistent person i ever seen in my life. I've been listening to you for about almost four years, and it's uh-huh. damn tea that Willie's going to come on here. <laughs> and the first few words is going to be bash Roman. Uh-huh. Hey man, Willis should be the perfect boyfriend for any female because the way he treats you is going to be the same way he's going to treat you from day one all the way to the end of y'all life because he is the most consistent brother I've ever seen and I'm so proud of that guy. That's why I listen to everything he do. I listen to all this stuff on YouTube, everything, because that boy's consistent. <laughs> he's doing a he, he man like in Battle Cat toy review and shit. He still somehow managed to uh, get a Roman Reigns slander in there. Like, we, we ain't even talking about wrestling. We ain't even talking about this Hasbro fucking this Mattel toy. Like, come on. I need to go back and watch his uh, segment on um, on that uh, on the um, that one show he was on when they featured him with his, with his toy collection. I'm sure. Oh, that was like 2012, though. He probably was like, yeah, there was no Roman Reigns yet. I need to go back and, and hear like the calls from the Shield. Like, did he? What did he have to say about Roman Reigns back then? I'm pretty sure. I thought he said Roman was cool back in them days. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I thought that, man. Then as soon as he broke up, when did it turn? When did it? When did it? That next Monday after um, Seth hit them boys in the back. And Roman said, forget it, and start going after the title. I think that was oh, it. Yeah. No more. That's when the consistency started. Willis bashing Roman. <laughs> but that is classic, man. That is classic. But, man, listening to the show, yeah, man, I agree with you. He was in that leg hole for a minute, but I guess they were trying to say they so, they so much baby faces. Because, you see, he never let go the tag rope. So, they so much baby faces. I guess he wasn't going to jump in. because No, but he interfered, like, and just, like, before. And he, and he, and he uh, got him out of the move. I think they had and then, a uh, double-team move to, um, to trick him, to get him, um, try to pin him or something like that. So, he, you know, he hit him to get him up off of him because um, both of them was in the ring. When he ran over to the corner and, and kicked on what right, he that's a good point. That is a very good observation. You're right, but in the one on one situation, he's like, "No, it's fair, fair, it's fair." Yeah, yeah. So, it may be that's good. You know, I mean, that's so. cool. That's uh, I like that 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 
that that logic, that uh, consistency, that baby face mon- uh, mantra, or story. whatever it's ethic. Yeah. That's a cool ethic to have. Like, no, we we don't cheat, but we certainly not going to be. Like, it's cool if you don't cheat, but you can't allow yourself to be cheated. Remember, that was my big thing. Yeah. And me and you went back and forth, like with Bailey and then uh, Bailey and Charlotte, and and somebody interfered or whatever. Dana Brooke. Um, so I was like, fam, Dana Brooke interfered first, so that's just evening up the evening up the score. But then the next week or two weeks later, when she just flat out came and interfered, that's when I was like, well, I can't say nothing now. Um, but if you have that ethic where it's like, no, I'm not going to cheat, but I'm not going to allow myself to be cheated, those are the best baby faces. You can't just let yourself get taken advantage of because oh, I'm not uh-huh. here to hurt anyone. Fuck out of here. And see, he did it because he went and got both of them up off of him. So he kicked them to get them both up off of him. What Sasha did, she came out and she stopped Dana Brooks. So all Dana Brooks did was get up on the ring apron. She stopped her by pulling the off. But then she turned around and Charlotte didn't touch her. She went and hit and DDT to did something to Charlotte, which helped Dana. No, um, I don't I think Dana Brooks got enough. physically involved. Dana Brooke got physically involved. I remember Dana got involved. Sasha came, ran through the ring, like Teddy cornered the ring, and and went after Dana Brooke, which distracted Charlotte and allowed for uh, Bailey to, to, you know, hit her with a Bailey to belly or something. I again that was year year and a half, two years, whatever. I don't I maybe I'm just not remembering it right, but that first one I remember it was totally innocent that the baby faces were totally at, at right. Or, you know, and then they did it again, they tried to redo that finish and correct it and or I I don't know, correct it in their mind. They wanted some controversy. I I don't know. And then they had them interfere blatantly and then during smack and talking smack or raw talk or whatever go, but look at our jackets. They match. Hee-hee. <laughs> and, yeah, it was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. That was that was the wild days. I guess that was one of the um, turns that um, you and um, I think Marty was talking about. Turn this, turn that. I don't know what you consider a turn. I, um, because, yeah, they... Yeah, WWE don't even do the turns. turns that you probably... Yeah, because the I mean, thing that did turn, were, uh, I think you guys were talking about was just in overall matches when she just like on that ladder match instead of her, you know, saying "fuck it, let's 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 fight one on one" since we cleared the ring out. No, go up on the ladder. No, I'm gonna pull you down when you're not looking. I guess that's a turn. I guess, or some people would say, "Well, that's just um." But it I never amounted to anything. It just was something that Bailey just uh-huh. took. Oh, I guess she, you know, she kicked me off the hell in the cell or the, the elimination chamber. Oh well. They never was treated like a term. Bailey was never done with her. Sasha never kept being heelish to other people. More than I mean, her normal kind. Of, she just her being is. She's kind of a natural natural heel. But yep. oh, before I forget, I, I meant to bring it up. Uh huh. 
I meant to bring it up to Cam when he was on. Did you hear Beast Mode too? Yep. And then what you thought? Yeah. Oh, oh, it was. This is Back to Future because you know I I compared this to because you know he did the whole he was help, he's the one that worked on the soundtrack for Superfly. And right, was, which was, I was okay. critical on him on the soundtrack with with Superfly because it wasn't that good as, yeah, as expected. Right. But I this one was back to being future, right? Here. And it was okay at best. I was like, <sighs> it's just a bunch of fuck. I don't like singing and arm people shit. So uh, the, you know, but the joint with uh, the movie, Young Thug, so. tie my shoes and walk on Manx couple good songs. But we got 13, you know, songs, and two of them are, like, standouts. That's not a great percentage. Yeah, but, you know, everybody's dropping. But, yeah, no, Beast Mode 2 is, okay. I listen to it a bunch. Back to back, you know, just listen, listen, back, just run it back, run it back, run it back. And, uh, and it's okay. It's the first, the opening tracks, I had to open the show today with Wi-Fi lit, like, that shit go, man. And then cuddle my wrist. And then maybe dodo. Like, but that's that's kinda it. Like a third of the album is good. Three out of nine tracks go. And then the other six are like super regular. Like good songs. Like, and yeah, Travis that's and that's the weakness and that's the weakness of just staying in the same tra- you can stay with the same trap beats, but you have to involve your Yourself, and that's the weakness of these guys. You know what I'm saying? Making well, I think that's rest. the weakness specifically of Zaytoven. Like he, like Zaytoven try, like, like I think Metro Boomin' and like the 808 guys. You know, 808 Mafia dudes, and um, what's the other one who's in that circle? I think his name starts with an S. Southside. You know, 808 Mafia, Southside, mm-hmm. Metro Boomin, they've done a good job of for keeping the sound going forward, right? But 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 Zay, yeah. and it's not even it's not even about his not advancing the sound. It's I don't like the playful, whimsical piano stuff that he. That's his. That's his sound. That is Zaytoven, right? Like you, you like. That's like saying I don't like, uh, you know, what was the 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 you know the shit that um, Pharrell and them and Neptunes were doing back in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like that was their style. You can't get away from. That's what makes them unique and makes people instantly know. Oh, it's a Neptunes track. So Zaytoven and that damn whimsical piano. Uh, that's his thing, but it's not mine. So I can't. So so. More well, times, like I didn't like like beast mode. The first beast mode, is, to me, is just okay. It's got about the same amount of you know three or four good songs out of eleven. You know, I yeah. thought I thought well, the culture I album, culture for the beats for so long. Huh? I think we all been in tune to listen to the beats so long that we forget about the words that's on the track. And that's what I'm speaking of is the non-development of lyrical content. Yeah, you you don't listen to future and for lyrical content. I mean, oh, I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying though. The 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 creativity 
starts to wear out, and you can't put out more and more music. The more and more music you start putting out, the less hits you start to you start to get. Now, a uh, year or two ago, it probably was five or six tracks. Now it's about three or four. Then you got yeah. To put, I mean, I disagree. I disagree because for me, I li- like people get on Travis Scott because he does. Oh, he hasn't advanced his style since Rodeo, and I'm like. I like what he does. I don't care that he does it over and over again. Like, that works for me. Like, I don't need him reinventing his his wheel. I like what he does. The fact that he's done it for three straight albums does not bother me at all. <laughs> not at all. I don't mean so the fact that he raps the way he does and he raps on you. the beats he does. Like, no, that's the sound I like. You saw that post. <laughs> when I was like, when I shoot, I was like, I listen to all these, you know, these eight or nine albums a day. What the fuck I'm going to do when this trap shit over? Like, that's the shit I like. That's the sound I like. I don't, I don't need I it to be different. I ain't asking them to change their style. I don't want them to change yeah. their style. I'm just saying, like, certain, like, spice it up a little then bit. Then it's really okay. all the production then. I, I like this. It's just a matter of the produce yeah, Metro like and Zaytoven and them pushing this sound forward. And one of the reasons I like Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho so much was they used Metro Boom and used like these really good samples. Like you don't get that as much in hip hop. Number one, people ain't selling as many records so they can't afford to, uh, like record companies aren't going to be trying to clear shit, clear samples. So your shit better be original. Or, you know, and we ain't got to pay mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye's estate for his sample or this fucking Cindy Lauper thing because you wanted to use this one this loop from her song. No, we can't afford that, so so cut it out. But but on the Culture 2, or on Huncho Jack, they uh, they did. So so there's some, there's like, that's that's really what I'm looking for, like pushing the sound forward. Uh, um that's, that, that's me, too. That's me, too. Cause that's why I like, oh, fucking Made Men, not Made Men, uh, True Player, or what's whatever it's called. Oh, Two Player, We Two Player, on the on the Two Change joint with the saxophone? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for guys innovating in the within the sound. And Two Change is a perfect example. He's been the yeah. his same, his best style of rap, the way how he rap, is the same way he's been rapping since he was city boy. In yeah, just, <laughs> it's okay. I mean. But he, he, he done developed his his style and created it and came up with more and added a little bit more to it to where he yeah. can continue on and now he too changed. A lot of, okay, two people came in the game at the same time. Young Jeezy, Rick Ross. They both came in the game same time. Jesus still sound like Trapper but he ain't trying to rap like Trapper but he ain't added nothing to his content to make it seem like he added something. He's just like, okay, he's not hitting from since Trapper but Rick Ross is not the same from when he came out um, with Port of Miami to what he with right now, but he's still with that dark, that dark trap style that he came out with. When uh, I think I'm Big Meats, Larry mm-hmm. Hoover, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's still with that same uh, and, 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 and hit and same trap, this trap beats and everything, but the content and everything that he done added on to it that made him well-rounded. 
so he can continue to develop new stuff without, you know, having to choose, come out with EPs with nine, eight, seven tracks because you don't really have nothing else that you can put out there without sounding the same and sound like, man, I'm just t- taking from a song that I did two years ago. But every artist fight that nowadays, you know what I'm saying? But it's just harder for a lot of these new cats because, you know, I guess the people well, want to continue to do that. It's harder for them because, like thing. in wrestling, it's more about instead of being about the brand, it's you got to, hey, this is the hot sound, so you got to have ad libs. You got to have, you got to be like, ooh, you got to have your little, uh, your little, <laughs> you know, like Lil Pump, just the perfect example of a guy who just, uh, you know, does all the all the popular like tropes without woo, being woo, woo, particularly woo. right. Without being particularly like the best the thing that the thing that stands out with Lil Pump is his his face, the fact that he looks fucking twelve with face tattoos and pink locks. And the fact that his his register, his voice is as high as it is, and he, you know, like at least for me, like that's why I fucks with him because I just like dude, I just like dudes, women, people who have a higher register that that you know that's like for the longest until this Race Rimmer Three project, I did not fuck with Slim Jimmy, man. He would ruin songs. It'd be uh. Sway Lee, I'll be like, uh huh, uh huh, and then soon as Slim Jimmy get on the track with his raspy voice. He just ruined the whole song, Slim. He hit you with that. He hit you with that. Shit, the shocker disease. That shit, shit but, the shocker. But um, I tell you disease. what, out of the three projects they put out on Race Rimmer Three, they did three. It was a triple album, nine tracks each. Sway Lee shit was trash. Trash because he's trying to sing. He's trying to do that fake R and B rap crooning bullshit. Like you can't be a fifth tier. You know, like leave that to Drake and Young Thug. They they do that style. They do it well. You know, like yep. you, Drake drop whole not. albums and make make me emotional. <laughs> make yeah. the artist me emotional. Pain. Yeah, it's bullshit. I was just I was very disappointed. But the <laughs> yeah. disappointment can only go so far because it's like, well, we got three damn three damn albums, or, you know, 27 songs, nine of them are garbage. You know, the the first project of them, the Shrimmer, the traditional Shrimmer album was okay, and then the Slim Jimmy joint was, was, was okay, too, but that Sway Lee part was just They were trying something new. That, you have to applaud them for that. They were trying something new, something different for them anyway, because, you know, Outkast did that similar thing a long time ago <laughs> with Speaker Box. And little below, <laughs> and those was both yeah. um, like fifteen, sixteen track albums that they put in one. So I applaud them for doing what they were doing, even though you know one might have been low. You know, you'll go back and listen to it. You might find a song that you can throw in um, down the line after listening to it a few times. So that's what happened with Big Boy with that speaker box. You know, it, when it first came out, people were like, man, that shit trash. But then you, you go down the line a little bit longer, 
a couple of the right, songs. and then you realize how that shit really influenced a whole bunch of people. Like, oh wait, you know, like everybody else kind of started doing the same shit after afterwards. I'm still mm-hmm. mad we didn't get a full oh, you know. Big Grams, Big Grams uh, project. We got the EP last summer, you know, a summer or two, like summer '16. But we never I don't got. Think we don't uh, ever get too many big, big projects anymore. We're gonna get constantly getting nothing but EP. Unless you, yeah. unless you a new Especially hot, from hot, um, rapper. Entities like that that are so different, Fantagram and Big Boy. So the fact that we got a six, five, six track EP is probably, you know. And as a matter of fact, that that one album that Big Boy did, like. Four or five of the tracks are produced by Fanagram. That's how they even got. That's why they even said, "Hey, let's do something together." So I never heard it, but yep. I just grabbed the Big Sean uh, joint today that he did with Metro Boom and um, Double or Nothing, I think it's called. Because uh, I was listening to, uh, you know, how you hear somebody like I like Big Sean, but not enough to like grab his a project. But when you hear yeah, yeah, something enough, and because I was playing Madden, and he's uh, he's got a song on there, and and when he just I've heard this line a million times, but he said, "I'm the I'm the one at the end of the line, like you counting backwards." And I just was like, you know what? I'm I, I need to stop fronting on Big Sean. And we got a we got a, a new follower. Uh, I forget homie's name, but he's. He's from Detroit, and he looks like Big Sean, which is can't be great. <laughs> I go, shit, Big Sean. Oh, no, that's just this motherfucker. Random, <laughs> he said he gets that in Kyrie Irving uh, uh, pretty often. but um, Oh, man. But, yeah, so it was like that. Oh, yo, same thing with Young Thug. I, I didn't start fucking with Young Thug until I, I, I heard his verse on Cold Like Min- the Cold Like Minnesota remix. And I was like, you know what? Let me stop. Let me I, stop I listened to a few Young Thug stuff at first, but then when I started seeing Buddy up in the dresses and all that shit and talking about boo and want to kid, ah, my oh, chauvinist or uh, uh, whatever you want to call it told me, hey, you can't listen to that cat no more, man. Even though he had some hot songs, uh, he'll kill somebody. Um, um, of course, if he, if he do a hook for you, they kill it. it sit down and okay, how he, what do he call his fans, his booze, his 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 male fans is his booze or whatever. I don't care what kind of pink yeah, sneaks booze. he wear. That does none of that matter. <laughs> matter of fact, I'm probably gonna, you know, wear another dress on your album cover. I'm probably I'm still gonna get it. That yeah, that's yeah, nothing I, you can you can do that. Be bobbing my, my head my, to my the enemy, My inner ratchetness and, and hoodness. It, 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 it was like, man, you can't, you can't do hotel, it. You're in her hotel. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't Cam back in the day turning everybody on the pink <laughs> and pink shirts <laughs> and stuff like <laughs> that. <laughs> Had the brothers walk, uh, rocking pink things and, and shit like that. This ain't that. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No Rabbit sir. Kistab. No sir. <laughs> yeah, I said Cameron rapped about any, like, better things and it wasn't just, yeah, I, I uh, just, you know, bullshit drugs and you know, typical rap shit. He probably been one of probably been one of my favorite rappers, but I just can't. Like he's just the way he raps his flow is just special. But 
feeling. That boy said, you, I'm on that Louis Louis. Come get that Louis Louis. I said, what? What? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we on that roof roof. Told the girl to get that toot toot. What? Hey, man, check it out. Don't play that in the car no more. Uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> we can't roll up to the club with this. They can laugh at us. Uh-uh, cut it off. <laughs> oh, so, all right, you got, you got a, good, another uh, wrestling thing before, uh, before we close the yeah, shop. Yeah, just going into wrestling now. I know y'all was talking about the stars of today. And my whole thing is, yeah, the stars of today can do can do a little bit more. And probably in ring work a little bit crisp, a little bit better, some of them. But the reason why you would never get even somebody on Triple H level is because the crossover appeal, how they bring in other fans and, and stuff like that, it doesn't re- relate. Because if you sit somebody casual down, everything that hardcore fans like today, casual fans and, and people outside find that stuff whack and lame. So they, they feel disgusted with it, and then they like, ugh, they turn up their face. And, nah, they, and, and it reflects badly on the whole thing, so they don't be want to watch it no more. Because you see you see somebody out here getting flipped over with a dick, <laughs> with a man using his dick, and they're going to be like, man, really? Get out of here. But we had I said flipped over. Like, you know when, um, what's going to call it? Um, do his little big spot where he flip people over with with um dicks and all uh, the choreographed moves that all choreographed together, all the flippy high. Oh, what's like, his face? Uh, the 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 the, the dick flex or whatever he calls it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> all the high spots that people um chant holy shit to, and this is awesome. When you get about twenty high spots in the matches. That's what's killing it today um, and not crossing over because one thing that always anybody would like, I don't care if it's fake, simulated, or whatever, people like a fight. And they like somebody who they feel like can fight and they'll whoop ass, stone cold, reason why he was so over. Because he made people feel like, damn, I wish I could go up to my boss and punch him in the face. And just fight. The Rock was so witty with what he did, and he didn't tear down people when, uh, when he came at you. Like when he was going at the hurricane, and he was and he was had to feel with the hurricane. He was saying some of the most ridiculous shit to the hurricane, but it didn't diminish the hurricane. It didn't make him look bad. It made people want to get on the hurricane side. Cheering hurricane. Yeah, anything it made you like made really him into a bigger star. Hurricane. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? Today, you don't get that. You get the guys who can wrestle. Um, I love Ricochet. But, you know, uh, sometimes some of the spots that he do take people up out of it. I know Cam was speaking of how uh, his friend, when he, when he flipped up, when he did the six, um, 690 or whatever, um, and it brought him back into believing that he could be a star, 630, my bad, um, made, made him believe into a star. But when you go back and you look at some of the stuff he did in the Indies, you know what I'm saying, all the flips and you're not finishing people, you hop right back up 
and you do another flip and another flip that crash and burn, people be like, man, that shit ain't real, man. I'm going to go. Cut that off, man. I want to watch this shit. Don't, don't be cutting on that wrestling shit, man. You already know they're going to do a thousand flips and get right back up. You know, it, it makes people outside of hardcore fans be this, they can't disband their disbelief when you see somebody crash and burn. Like, I forgot the move that you said you want to see somebody um, lose to one time. I think the Falcon Arrow. Oh, yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, sometimes that should beat some people. It should beat some people. Everybody shouldn't be able to get up from that move and right. kick out it, too. Some people should get beat. And now that everybody do it, that's the portion. I would see if it was just limited to a certain amount of person. Like, if Drew Galloway or Drew McIntyre got up out of the move, cool. But don't let um, Elias get up out of that move. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't put any ranking system to people. Like, okay, this is a top-tier guy, and this is a middle-tier guy, and this is a bottom-tier guy. So it's hard to get invested in people. Especially with the pull, um, pull away bra that you and Willis were talking about. You got people like Finn Balor out there who a lot of people like. <laughs> out there with um, uh, with Rhino them <laughs> pulling away the bra. Well, you should have security out there. It makes it look real when you have security, but when you have all the raffles come out there, and you killing them. Especially at get first. If they're like the third wave, you know, refs are first. Oh, the refs get shoved to the side. So send out the black shirt or yellow shirt security guys. And then they get punched away. And then it's like, hey, I need some wrestlers out here. Like, all right. You know, and Rhino and them want to come out, you know, world, Titus Worldwide or somebody. But, and I don't. I don't even have a problem with, like, Finn and Corbin and, like, those types of guys being out there. Like, if you're going to send people out, then they all should come. Or, you know, like, you shouldn't discriminate. It shouldn't just be jobbers. I knew Seth one coming out there, and he's supposed to be his friend. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He coming out there to break it up. And I was always taught, you don't break up no fight. That's when stuff happens to you when you go out there and try to break up a fight. So, you know, I understand so if you had a, a young lion system, like in New Japan, like that's why they had the young lions out there. But, you know, they, they out there sometimes to get beat on, and then the people walk away. But having guys who maybe two or three months down the line, you're going to want to push in a main event picture, that's why nobody looked credible against somebody like Brock, because Brock ain't going out there breaking up a damn thing. <laughs> Some more Joe ain't going out there breaking up a damn thing. All right, yeah. come on. And I say Cam. Yeah, Strowman wasn't line. out there. Yeah, Strowman ain't out there. Cam said the perfect line. WWE is in the business of WWE, no longer in the business of making stars. And that's why yeah. I say about Vince, about Vince being a horrible booker. He was a great promoter. And, and promoting his own brand and stuff like that and making um, Wall Street and people want to spend billions of dollars on the WWE. But just like in any other sport, the reason why wrestling hasn't kept up the young demographic that they used to have 
more than than the NBA, NFL. They used to have the younger people more than those other sports. But the reason why those other sports are continuing to grow and continue to get that young basis is because they're constantly making new stars. They come up with these younger kids and younger people that they can go up and grow up with instead of having to go pull those old stars. The old stars bring old fans. They don't bring and make new fans or keep new fans because somebody who just started watching wrestling today, uh, who was the guy um, um, who came on and said Tyler Breeze <laughs> made him <laughs> love wrestling again, somebody like him. Oh, Sean. I, guess, and I hope he ain't older. I hope he ain't older because that would be. I don't even think Sean's already. I think he's in his early. I think okay. he's Cam's age, like maybe thirty-two. I'm guessing. Oh, then he he my age. He he around my age then, because I'm older than Cam. But uh, okay, then that's 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 beautiful right there. You can't be saying that. I understand if he's twenty or something like that. And you say Tyler Breeze made you fall back in love. Tyler Breeze rapping. brought you back but to you over Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. You know. <laughs> well, like Sean's you got a bunch of. You can't be saying that. Bunch of bunch of shit with him, uh, so I didn't want to jump oh, on him that. about. That. I see that now. Tyler, oh yeah, yeah, I see that now. Did you ain't see that shit on Twitter? <laughs> I see that now. I'm fucking problematic. <laughs> nah, everything you see I, is I problematic. I see y'all put up, put up, put up out there about it, but you know, I end up tuning on um, Twitter talk out a little bit because Twitter hot takes are a hot mess. <laughs> so. What about my hot take about blueberries? Um, Where do you fall on the blueberry divide? Do you eat blueberries out the fucking bucket? Hell no, I don't eat no blueberries. Out the basket, I mean. Because they corny. Nobody want to eat no blueberries. Nobody like, mmm, these blueberries are delicious. I ain't never heard them words ever. (laughs) You eat blueberries out the basket if you got a prostate problem, because they definitely got wild uh, prostate shrinking properties. But that's about it. Nobody eating blueberries, popping them for flavor. They're not grape or cherry. I've juice before. Blueberries. Blue <laughs> but put that shit in bread. Oh, my God. Blueberries juice. are fire. A fucking blueberry muffin. I push somebody down some steps for a, bu- a basket of some good blueberry mus- muffins. Blueberry waffles, pancakes. Hell, yeah. But unless they're going to bread. And that whole argument by... Um, <laughs> About bread, I was gonna say something about that in a minute, but I said now, uh, pie—that is a bread. But these these be the same people who got to come up and tell them, "Hey man, you can't eat no type of bread." And <laughs> sit there eat, eat pie, pie, like pie and bread. Like, well, why are you dying? <laughs> like, like it's bread. Say, I ain't eat no bread. You allergic to but bread you know, now? All right, but pie. pie ain't bread. Then why you got highs all over your face? Then stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I be saying. <laughs> I never. I, like oh man, I wish I brought up the the allergic part. Like yeah, so you think somebody with a gluten allergy, it's okay they can eat pie, but they can't eat a fucking a loaf of a slice of uh, you know bread from a loaf. Stupid. They can't even touch a taste of dough. You can't even touch a taste of dough <laughs> if you're allergic to bread. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. People anything say anything. In it, you might as well say <laughs> Like, get out of here. How do you make dough? Wheat? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Smart enough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, back to it. I just say, man, you have to grow up with things, man. Yeah, People like the nostalgia act coming back, 
but that don't draw in new fans or keep new fans or make new fans till you start building up somebody that they can grow up with. Like, we grew up with The Rock and Stone Cold and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was fueled us to keep watching it and keep going, and then we see who all else. Yeah, some people fell off, some people didn't, but you ain't gaining new people because you don't make stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you have these debates in other sports where people say LeBron James better than Michael Jordan, and then you rile up the fans who all the, who grew up with Michael Jordan, and he was the man, and he was more than right. just a shoe. Right, if you're and 20, you 20, what the fuck Michael Jordan mean to you? Yep, because you've never seen him play. You've never seen right. him play, but you've seen LeBron. Right? Larry Bird barely meant LeBron. anything to me, and I saw him play until I was, you know, when the Bird retired, 91, 92, something like that. So, nine, 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 same with one, Dr. J. He played in my damn back. city until I was eight, nine years old. Uh, you know, what the fuck Dr. J mean to me, man? I, I know I know about Allen Iverson, Grant fucking Hill. Those were my two favorite players growing up. Period. But, just, again, to somebody that's 20, Grant Hill and, and Allen Iverson. They talking about Kyrie and, you know, uh, some other fucking guy, and LeBron or something. I don't know. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's. Do you get any different personality-wise than Grant Hill and Allen Iverson? <laughs> totally different, totally different. But game, totally um, backgrounds, you know, running the offense is legendary, legendary. But you know, you don't have that type of catch no more, man. He could be. He could have been. Who? He could be having his argument. Is is LeBron better than Mike or Grant Hill? He could be in that, and I and I and I, and I mean that. <laughs> Yep, especially when he like Ken Griffey, like, never you know, his though. goddamn body didn't fall apart on him in his 30s. <laughs> we could be like. That's yeah. how you know he wasn't on steroids because his body fell on him. <laughs> yeah. he didn't, All the way. It's he, the once he it started failing, it never came back. <laughs> <laughs> never got back. Yeah, matter of fact, like, come on, kid. Just do the one cycle, seen. recover, you know, and then we won't talk about it again. I won't be mad. I wouldn't have held it against him. Shit. <laughs> Do it for me. Do it some dingers for, for old Trav. So. I just want to see that swing. That's all. I just want to see that That's swing. That's all I want to see, right. That swing yeah. was pretty. That swing was pretty. But, then, you know, that's my whole thing about that, man. And um, I, I, Raw has been good. You know, have some parts. SmackDown was pretty decent. But you could have another John 35, by the Okay. But you could have another drop. You could have another drop of um, fans dropping off on Monday, depending on the wins and losses of. Uh, I think the, the um, I think pay-per-view. coming off of a good Raw and then coming off of a Monday and then coming off of Extreme uh, Rules will have some people tuning in. I wouldn't be surprised if that first hour does really big numbers and then they go downhill from there. But I think people are going to want to want to tune in and, and, and see some reaction. Maybe finally they'll say something about Lesnar. You know, who knows. But, but yeah, I, I think Monday will be fine. Um, if not, then, yeah, right. then, there's, then, then there's a problem. So. But anyway, Yeah, Last question, then you can let me go. Then, okay, I know the um, coming together of the brands and these pay-per-views is supposed to make the pay-per-views better. But then let me ask you, when was the last good main roster pay-per-view you've seen? I'm talking about from start to finish. It might have some lower points in it, 
But I'm talking about from start to finish. When was the last good one? Yeah. And that I mean, give you your answer about this Sunday. I mean, WrestleMania was this year was fought, was good. I don't, I don't uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, yeah, that Cena Undertaker crap. <laughs> uh, and then Roman and Brock. Right, and Brock be, and Brent Roman getting opened up and, and then losing at the end. I mean, yeah, I mean, WrestleMania was fine, but that's WrestleMania. It should, you know, it should be better than fine. It should be pretty blockbuster, but... You know the rumble before that. I don't remember. Again, I don't. I don't remember. I, I don't. I can tell you something that happened. Let, let, let me tell you about what's gonna happen on Sunday. <laughs> because they haven't hit. Yeah, they I haven't think, hit I think Extreme Rules has a, in a long time. That on paper, this could be a really good show. It's got eleven really yeah, solid matches. Be. Yeah. So it could be. But that's yeah, it for me, Flash. We'll They'll be panicking. All right, man, good coming talk. up next month. Oh, where down down where you're at? You're saying? No, I'm saying NXT coming um to Brooklyn next month. So that's coming up pretty soon in a few weeks. So if they don't live up this pay per view, they better be trying to live up at SummerSlam because um, um just like yeah. you were speaking about NXT and how they book matches, they building up something, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna probably be hot, maybe a triple threat. For the title, so. no, we're going to get Champa, uh, Tyler, uh, uh, Alistair Black, right? Yeah, but Johnny oh, might come in there if you. You, uh, if you might see Johnny coming there interrupted, so either Champa wins you imagine or triple threat. Gargano you know? one does something and it leads Champa directly to winning that belt, and it wouldn't, have, you know, so he can hold it over Johnny. Like I only won the title because of you. <laughs> that would be so awesome, <laughs> and they would do that too. NXT, so hey, if they do that right there, then hey, the main show got something to live up to. But hey, we'll see. I don't want to hold you up, man. But thanks for right, um, answering my question. Indeed, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, it's Darrell from Georgia. So that does it for us this week here. Uh, Free folks, that's it. VIPs, uh, click over. Rich and I will be back for uh, another hour plus of content. Got some stuff to talk about, certainly. So, yeah, appreciate everybody's time, their energy, their calls, their emails, their tweets, their co-hostingship. And, uh, yeah, talk to you all next, next time. <laughs>